Oh, we're live. We are live, live, live. Sorry. Had to get the uh, microphone adjusted the way it's supposed to be. But uh, we're live, waiting on uh, keys. This is the pre-show, the show before the show. So, oh crap, I didn't fix my snack. Get some drink. Water. We all good to go. We got some crazy stuff to talk about. It's gonna be real football heavy, uh, just simply because of what's been going on in not only the NFL but especially in NCAA football. It's been wild. So <clears throat> we got a lot to talk about. Got a lot to talk about. Um, been a crazy week. Loving this new TV I got. It's an early birthday gift. Uh, it's pretty large. But it's one of them smart TVs, so I've been I've been digging it. I've been digging it. Playing around with it and seeing what it does and everything and knowing that I already like don't know what a smart TV is and know what it does, but It's just getting used to it because it's a little different. Like when you turn it on, you have to tell it what input to go to every single time. That's annoying. I need to figure out how to just turn it on and have it on whatever input I want it on. Um, somebody try to call me. Yeah, so kids, kids being kids. Whew. Well, I tell you, I say a prayer for parents and especially teenagers all the time. And there he is. What's up, y'all? Man. <laughs> Bruh. I was sitting here fooling around and stuff, and then I was like, I think I need to put my hoodie on because it's kind of chilly in here. But then I, I was came, like, ah. Look, as I, I came know. in the room, I was like, I was like, damn, it's a little cold. Then I realized 
my pick was upstairs. I didn't feel like going up there, so I had to find a hat. My head looked crazy. <laughs> so, you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Great weekend in sports, guys. Glad y'all are here. Man, we gonna, look, it was. We it gonna was talk about it. Stupid we this gonna weekend. talk about it. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't excited about the NFL this week, so y'all ain't getting hype keys. But you are getting realistic keys though. But you oh just like Here yeah. we go. It's not a bad thing. Hey man, everybody need a little humble pie, man. Hey, the, but here's the thing though, like. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of figured the 49ers could win that game. I was like, the 49ers, of course, can win this game. However, the thing was, was like, um, what will that look like? I did not have it looking like that. We're gonna oh, talk dang. We're we going to talk about it. My, my defensive backs are ass. That's all I'm going to say. Defensive backs are ass. Man. Yeah. So uh normally this is how we like to kick off the show when we do the show show. We do a little music intro and everything else. So here we go. I have it queued up. I have the 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 uh the thing is on the look, I'm ready this time. I'm I'm ready for real for real this time. I even got it turned up to the max. So it's probably gonna come in loud as hell, but here we go. I think I got one this week. <laughs> good sir, you do not. That music is low, good sir. I promise you it sound like you listening to it in your headphones and that's it. I'm not lying. I think we have a mishap again this week. That's Soldier Slim featuring BG, not my dog. Hold on, let me let me check here. Hold on. I didn't. It, what was funny was when Key sent me this, he was like, we, "We was like, all right, we're gonna do something new, something old, you know, whatever, whatever. We're gonna just switch it up week to week. We may choose to do this, that, a third, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. I was like, all right, cool. He was like, I got one for you next week. I got one for you next week. I was like, all right, we we're gonna see. We we're gonna see. I said, let me see what he come up with. <laughs> and then he sent that to me. I was like. Hey, all right, bet. I mean, I gotta come up with a fire outro. <laughs> hey, because in my head, I was like, I I said last week, I was like, I bet I gotta go New Orleans now. I'm not gonna go Houston. I was gonna go Houston because you know, uh, me and Jermaine talked about it. It was uh, Pepsi's mm -hmm. uh, death day yesterday. Yeah, but then I was like, I should go Jay Z because it was his birthday yesterday. Mm -hmm. But then I remembered. I was like, "Nope." I said, "I'm gonna go to New Orleans." <laughs> so I was like, "I was like Soldier Slim." But then I was like, "What song?" I don't want to just pick the normal songs that everybody know. I was like, "I had to yeah. go go a little digging." 
listened to a couple. I was like, all right, him and BG. I like that one. Man. You see, I went Virginia last time because I, I picked the Clips. Which went, that's what made me go New Orleans. And then now he went New Orleans on this one. So I was like, all right, bet. So I don't know. We're going to see what we do for the outro, though. But it's Keys and Jermaine. You see the ads right there. We put them on the screen for y'all to make it easier for y'all to follow us so we don't have to keep repeating it because I got to keep telling you how to spell my name or Keys got to tell you to make sure you put the Z on the end or whatever. Like, just look on the screen. Um, We here for episode 10, Sucio Sports. Episode 10, we made it to double digits. 10, baby. 10, baby. We made it to double digits. Made it the double oh. digits. Let me, let me DDP it. Let me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 DDP. It's crazy. What up, the Sloan and, and the fellas over at Backstage Brawl? He said, You right, should have put the game on mute. <laughs> I think he watching the Knicks right now. Yeah, the Knicks, uh, when I came downstairs, Milwaukee. The, Milwaukee was up. Yes. Parlay already starting off good. Yes. <laughs> what you had on the parlay? Oh man, I had Milwaukee. So I messed up, right? <laughs> Not paying attention oh, to the dates. So my parlay is today and tomorrow. <laughs> Cause wow. I didn't look at the date. I thought all of those games came on tonight. I was like, oh, uh -huh. they, they lit tonight. So <laughs> I picked, I did two of them though, just because that Phoenix and Laker one can go either way. So I yeah. did one with Phoenix, one with the Lakers. Same picks going down with everybody else. That was the only game that kind of like threw me off a little. So I just put a dollar on each one, you know, little little five. Little yeah, it, when when you do those sweet. parlays, you and especially if you have more than like when I do four, the money five, lines, six legs. Yeah, the you, money lines. I don't I don't go too crazy on those ones because NBA so fickle, man. It you never the team you think gonna win. I guess they take the night off and or just that other team is just their night. So. Man, look, like there's been times where um like you 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 see a team like let's say a Golden State who as a team shoots like 35, 36 or some percent from three, right? If they have a night where they're shooting like 25% from three, then you looking at it like, whoa, what the hell? Like that that's gonna totally change the course of action right there. Um Saying what's up to the one of the interns just walked in. Um, <laughs> one of the interns, but um, it's crazy. No, like, like when those teams have bad shooting nights and stuff, mm -hmm. like that really throws it all off. That really throws it off big time, and you don't get the same kind of production out of them when they're not hitting their shots. Or like, right. let's say uh, uh, with Philly, if Embiid gets in foul trouble. Or let's say Joker gets in foul trouble, even worse for, for Denver. You know, that's something that's even bigger. Um, you, yep. you can have something like that, like totally turn the results of a game upside down. So you have to be mindful and careful. Like, okay, I got to know, like, if I'm picking money lines on this parlay, like, just don't expect to get a big return on your results. At all. At all. That's why I say I, I do I do small numbers. I think one of them I did like ten cent, just to see like 
if it mm -hmm. hit or not. I think that one, that 10 cent one was like 110 if I hit. So Sloan said he don't watch enough basketball to bet and he don't know how to bet it. So to be honest, I don't go off. I don't with basketball as much, even though I do watch a lot, I still don't bet off the stats. I just mm -hmm. do money line as far as who's going to win the game. Um, Football, I go a little more on stats as far as, like, I, I go back and kind of look like, all right, this person's been scoring touchdowns five games. You know, he's on a five-game streak. Like, if you bet with 49ers, Debo and CMC are usually the two that you can always choose because they're going to score a touchdown. Right. Like, nobody else scores. CMC is going to run one in. Um, and so is uh, Debo's going to catch one. Philly's the same way. I know consistently Jalen's going to run one in. Now, mm -hmm. as far as receiving, I kind of gotten off of picking AJ and Devontae lately because they've been a little cold. Um, but I always pick Jalen and Swift to at least run one in. So it's just little stuff like that that you just go back and pay attention to. And I'll go back over the last like three or four weeks, look at the offensive stats and then go from there. Yeah, and and you know when when you're looking at basketball betting too, um, I follow and used to work with a bunch of like pro gamblers and gambling writers and stuff. So I follow those guys, and when people ask me for advice, I I don't know exactly what to tell you when it comes to basketball, baseball, like hockey, horse racing, and stuff like that. But I know somebody. Football, I can kind of give you some pointers as to what I see and how I go about it. But again, the guys that I know that I'll point you in the direction of their pros, they do this for a living or they write about it or whatever. So listen and follow them. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm just, I get paid for my opinion. That's all <laughs> I get paid. For. I get paid for my opinion. That's, That's it. it. Like, I don't have an opinion on gambling. Like, I like to, I participate and, and sometimes I'm good at it. Sometimes I'm not, but Hey, I know who to follow and who to go to for that kind of advice. But um, speaking of the NBA, the in-season tournament has been going on. And we are down to the final, the final four. Uh, we're about to be the final four. Uh, the last two games of the um, quarterfinals are tonight. Uh, Milwaukee and Knicks are playing now. Milwaukee's up. And then after that game, we get Lakers and Suns, which should be a very good game. The Lakers have been finally uh, clicking lately. Mm -hmm. Phoenix has been a little up and down, which is surprising, to be honest. Um, so it's going to be a good game. I think whoever wins that one, the Pelicans are going to give them a hell of a game. I've been watching the Pelicans. Mm -hmm. They have been playing very well. Zion has been playing lights out. So And they beat the Kings by 10. Yeah, the Kings have been balling out this year, and mm -hmm. what 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 happened was I was talking about a buddy of I talk, was talking about this with a buddy of mine when it comes to the Pelicans. I said if all those young guys that they have in that court that they put together now that they got a solid vet like CJ there, if they can come together and stay healthy all at the same time and get that chemistry down, mm -hmm. that team could be amazing. Because they have such, they have guys with such good skill sets, and, and they have good role players as well. You got some stars to build around, and you got some quality role players as well. Like I, I want to say, uh, Trey Murphy was it that came off the bench with like nineteen, 
uh, in the game uh, last night. Uh, so, and then you got guys like uh, uh, Herb Jones and um, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson have finally kind of figured something out between the two of them. And then you throw Valanchunas there in the middle as a big, you know, and, and you just look at all this like that. I love watching that team play when they're all healthy and they can all like get on the court, contribute at the same time. Uh, so to see that next round game between whoever wins that Suns Lakers game and the Pelicans is going to be nice on that side of the bracket. On the other side, looks like we're going to get the Bucks and the Pacers. Now the Pacers end up beating the Celtics by 10 in the other quarterfinal on the, on the East side of the bracket. Uh, I'm, I, was I like, I like that surprise, but not really. I like that. I like yeah, that. Indiana's been surprised, but not really. Halliburton has been balling. Lights out this year. I want to say he's averaging like I think it's like twenty-five and twelve or something crazy like that. Um, but he's he's been he's been on a whole nother level. Like I want to say, some people said he may be up for most improved player. Uh, this year. I'm sorry. Excuse me, Mr. Halliburton. He's averaging 27 and 12 this year. Mm. Um, but, you know, and four rebounds, and this is on 52% shooting, you know, as a guard. So he's he's having one of those seasons this year that's just, I, I mean, he's a tick below. He's at 88.1%. So he's right on the cusp of having a 50, 40, 90 season. If he can just get that free throw percentage up a little bit, he'll be averaging 25 points, 10 rebounds with a 50, 40, 90 season. Uh, I believe there has not been a guy that has averaged those numbers and had a 50, 40, 90 season. I think the, I think maybe Harden or Steph did it recently, but I'll have to look it up. But I remember I saw the blurb and I didn't I forgot to write it down. But I know nobody has averaged what he's averaging and, and has put up those kind of shooting percentages. It just doesn't happen. So he's having an MVP type of season. But do we think at this point in time right now, as good of a season as Therese Halliburton is having, is he the front runner for NBA MVP? And I know it's early. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I'd have to look at I it's mm, a good question. I would say yes. I'd say yes, but I'm trying to think like who else is like really Giannis is is Giannis. He's having a Giannis season so far. <laughs> That's all you can ever say about Giannis, man. It's just he's having a Giannis season. Man. Um you know Joker it's, really hasn't turned it on yet, in my opinion. Well, no, I feel like Joker's also just having a Joker season. <laughs> like, the usual suspects are just having their usual seasons right now. So, for Halliburton, he's not – this isn't too normal, so that's why it's like he's standing out right now. Mm -hmm. But it's like everybody else's numbers are pretty much exactly how they always are. So, All that's right, why so... it's hard to say if he's, like, the front runner or not. It's like he's the standout. I'll say that. All right. I got it pulled up. Here is, uh, and I love basketball reference because they have all sorts of statistics, analytics, and they got the history of it. But they have, and I'm going to give you the list, and I'm going to see what you think about this list. 
is the top 10 candidates for MVP uh, uh -huh. for the 23-24 season right now. Number one, we got Nikola Jokic at 65%. Ooh. Number two, we got Joel Embiid at 12.7%. Number three, we got Shea Gilgis Alexander at 8%. SGA really has been balling this season. He Number has. four, we have Therese Halliburton at 5.5%. Uh, we have number five is Giannis with 2.6%. Luca with 1.9%. Uh, Jason Tatum, 1.4%. Tyrese Maxey, 1.1%. Maxey Kevin, has been playing good, too. He has. He really has. He, he really, really ever has. Ever since that Harden trade, he exactly. has been it's allowed him a to whole different him person. spread his wings. He has. He's been a whole different person. Yeah. And then the last two, rounding out the top 10, KD at 0.9% and Anthony Davis at 0.7%. Why the hell is AD on there? Why the hell is AD there? Does anybody want to tell me that? Anybody in the comments or watching anybody that comment, do y'all want to tell me why the fuck is AD even Man. in the top 10? Because as a Laker fan, this nigga ain't did nothing all season. Been pissing me the fuck off. Um, I love SGA being in that top 10, though. SGA, uh, SGA's been balling his ass off this season so far, and it's been it's been amazing to watch that young man come into his own this season, for real. He's uh he's taking that leadership role and really turned up. Who's that, Maxine? Uh, uh no, nah, SGA. Oh no no no! I mean, I think he had that leadership role. Like, did he have it with uh, the Clippers? I think he had it. SGA? No, SGA's he got drafted by the Thunder. I think he just grew into that role because that team. No no no! Was so terrible. I thought mm -mm, SGA got uh drafted by the Clippers and got traded to the Thunder. He got traded in that uh, Chris Paul trade. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. No. Hold on. Um, he got drafted by the Clippers, though. I just forgot. Uh, yeah, he did. He did. That was his rookie year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he played we, all 82 games that year. He started 70. Then, yeah, he did. He sure did. You're right. That's right. what I thought. And then he was in You're the right. trade. Whatever that trade was between the Clippers and uh OKC. Okay, I, I think it was the I think it was the Chris Paul trade. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Let me look it up real quick. But that was whatever. But the thing is, he he grew to me, I think he grew into that role almost out of necessity. He had it's, to. It's like being the the tallest, you, you know, the, the the tallest kindergartner or something like that. Like you're still six or five or whatever the hell kindergartners are, but you're like but you're five, bigger seven. than everybody else, right? So it's like he he got that role simply because of he's better. There's than nobody else. Yeah, like I nobody else. Somebody got to step up. Cool, I got this. And it really allowed him to grow his game and to become the player he is now, the guy that we see now, putting up the type of numbers he is and being considered an MVP race and whatnot, simply because he he was given the ball and it was like, hey, you know, we got this really talented kid. Let's just see what we do. We just give him the ball and let him go. And mm -hmm. it, it's worked out for him. And, and they've amassed like three million draft picks over the next seven drafts or so hey. and they've already had like sixty thousand over the last four so it's like they own the draft every year bro 
they are like Chicago <laughs> right now. The way shit, the way the Bears have like a million draft picks. They are well, I mean, Philly's been the same way the last couple of years too. The way they've been making those trades and having so many in the first round. But that's the way the Clippers have been, they'll get a vet, keep them for a little while, trade them, get a bunch of draft picks for them. And it's like, I'm like, they GM is a he's a genius. Man, the thing is, is you you got you got him, you got Chet Holmgren, you've got uh they've turned those picks into some some money. Right. Uh, I mean, you they they've done a good job and you still good have free more picks. came in. You got uh, right. You got Giddy. Um, Finding Lou Dort a uh, Giddy. Oh, I guy. mean, hey man, uh we're not gonna well, we can talk about it. I feel like if the reports are true, right? And he was 19 and he didn't know because he met her in a club. These situations to me are always iffy, right? Because mm-hmm. as as a as an adult, as a man, ain't nobody checking the ID. If I meet you in a club, I'm naturally assuming you should be yeah. here. I'm 19. Right. You look like you pretty much about my age. And girls nowadays look younger than what they are, even when they in their 30s. And and look. And it's hard. But it's, if I meet you in the club, right. I am assuming that, you know. You're of age. Yeah. And it sounds like the parents knew afterwards because the way they're not cooperating with the police. That. Let's me know that they knew. Something was up. When I saw that, I was like, nah, something up. Something, you know? up. something don't smell right, bro. Because you're not about to have a situation like this <laughs> okay, we're recording. And then... <laughs> I kept it cool for that reason. You saw the way I was I was wording with it, right? I was moving slow <laughs> through the words to make sure I didn't just hey I was like it, it, but but to, you know to 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 just put it plainly it. to just put it plainly like it don't smell right, it ain't passing the smell test, something going on. Anytime, anytime the parents don't want to cooperate, something going on. Yeah, like something going but again, on. But again, he was nineteen. He met her in the club. That right. part alone, I'm like, that's the, and that partly might be why the Thunder didn't act on it because it was like, and you that, know, that's, so that that thing right there, it's like, tricky. That one's tricky. It it is, and it's like. If you think about it, if you not only if you meet this person in the club, party, environment, whatever it is, and you're thinking they're of age, especially if it's in an actual club, if you meet this person in an actual club or some sort of venue where you have to be of a certain age to get in, you're thinking that person is of age to get in. Nine times out of 10, if you're out partying and whatnot, you're drinking or under some sort of influence or something, but you're not thinking clearly because you're you know, getting after it, you doing whatever, you you out having fun. Nobody's going to say, hey, I need to see your ID. That is never a question that comes up. <laughs> like, let's be and real. Anybody who really I'm, said, and to and me, anybody who said, and be like, I asked for ID. No, you don't. And I'm not, I'm no, not, I'm not, I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying no, that not at all. right or nothing not like that. But I'm just saying the circumstances seem pretty sketchy on both parts. 
And the thing about the parents not cooperating is extremely sketchy. Right. That part alone is like, all right. There's one thing the police got involved, but then once the, when the police start asking the, the parents, at first, remember we were talking about it, I was like, okay, I get why they didn't want to because their daughter's young and a lot mm-hmm. of times parents want to protect their children from the media. The media is scary. Mm-hmm. The media can be very scary. They can be very, um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but for a young like person to deal with all that, it can be a lot. So I can understand the parents' protection side. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, mm, on the other side of things, they knew about it. They didn't care. They they knew they knew enough. They knew yeah. something of enough to say that they could have probably like, done know. something about it or whatever. You My know daughter bagged an NBA player. Hold on, now. that's that's how that go. And and you 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 I I'm not gonna say Dad. it didn't. But it probably is. It probably is. Simply because there's people that will look at that as a as an opportunity. Not not like a teaching moment for your child to say, hey, you're dealing with this, you're going through this, let me teach you something. But they look at that as an opportunity to capitalize on something and somebody in a situation like that. Um, unfortunately, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. That's what happens. There's nothing you can really do about it. But, um, I mean, it, it, it puts a damper on an otherwise exciting start to the NBA season. And yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been excited about watching the NBA and watching college basketball this year, basically because of, um, what was going on last year. And I got back into it and everything. I talked about this, I think, on the last episode, episode eight, maybe. Um, but I I just been paying more attention, been more focused on it and whatnot, trying to pay more attention to it. One of the craziest things that happened this weekend was all the upsets in college basketball. Yes. Man, Duke has been on a, a weird losing streak to a lot of people. Well, hold on, hold on. Before we get into college, hold on, hold on. I have to touch on Ime and LeBron. Oh, man. I, I can't. Thank you for not letting me forget that. Thank you for not letting me forget that. Ime and LeBron. When that audio came out. <laughs> so the video was one thing, right? Because we were all, I know everybody was like, all right, what, what the hell did they say to each other to get hey, ejected? Bruh. I'm like, that shit busted. Because Ime was calm the entire time, bro. He was talking shit, but was calm. Even when he got ejected, he right. didn't go off. He, he just stood there for a second and then walked off. Right. LeBron walked off. Yeah. But then I'm sitting there like, all right, so what the, what the fuck what was said? That audio came out, and I'm like, okay. But even when he was saying the shit, he still so... He, it's like, this nigga was... He, How do you cut the nigga was, out so calm like that? I know he, I do he was he was like he was like he he was almost like like the audio comes out right and you can hear stuff but when it was fo- when the camera was focused on email I'm like wait a minute what's going on is he really is he moving is he saying stuff or is this what is this he was just that calm that he he almost looked still. Like he almost wasn't moving. 
Bro, and he was so calm with that. Shit. He, he was, was so like, relaxed. He was just like, relaxed. Man, he was just like, man, y'all can like some little bitches, man, for real. Like y'all niggas be just chilling right. out, man. And he was just calm. And Bron just like, hey, man, Bron ain't say. The crazy thing was, I didn't understand why Bron got the tech. I'm guessing it's because he walked up on the coach. Yeah. Because Bron really ain't say nothing crazy to him. Like it was really email. Bron was just like, hey, man, just watch your mouth, man. You know, hey. Don't be, you know, don't use those words like that. So loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was chill too. So I didn't get why Braun got the tech, but I guess the ref was like because they were having a verbal back and forth. And I'm guessing he kind of told both of them A, and they kept going. It that, very, that's the only thing KG, that I can think of. It man. did. It did. It sounded very personal. And then when you go back, I think I retweeted it on my personal page. Up, if house? I did, I gotta find it. Somebody had made like a highlight video of Braun dogging Ime from like his rookie year to when Ime's left. Wow. It's a it's a highlight video of him dunking on him, him crossing <laughs> him. And I'm like, oh I right. this makes sense now. This makes sense why he was so why he don't like that nigga. What he called him in the press conference? The player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the player. <laughs> yeah, me and the player had some uh, words and uh like what the fuck is the player? I was like, oh, see, you want to, you really want to fight this man? But see, I don't think it was because somebody uploaded some highlights or something like that. I just think Emay called LeBron out for crying about calls and stuff. Yeah, and LeBron didn't like how Emay called him out, and so they just having words. They not even demonstrative. They not like like racing hmm. towards each other they nobody squared up nothing like that. nothing crazy they didn't get nose to nose or nothing exactly chest bumping and, and all and none of that two, like two big grown men having a, a, they was a very just having calm, a, a disagreement conversation very was just having a disagreement i mean like we've had disagreements yeah i mean we don't scream at each other yeah well, like some come of us on. <laughs> some of us do uh we go get into that too we gonna get into that too, boy. Can't but wait till man, we get there. Like I, I just, I just looked and I was like, "This is so stupid. This is why that we have these problems that we have is because you get these officials that come in and they want to interject themselves into the game, and you see it more often with like you used to see it more with baseball, and then basketball referees started, you know." <clears throat> Wanting to have personalities and stuff, and then hey, there's a story behind that. I'm not telling it today on this pod. That's a that's an episode. That's another pod. I might put money on something. I ain't gonna lie. I might put money on email with that one. (laughs) Hey, never know, brother. Email cheated on not on me alone. I my money is on that man. He crazy. He crazy. He crazy. Well, he yeah, might he not has, be that crazy. Well, no, maybe, he crazy. I'm at, I'm gonna tell Sloan bring us back on Susio. We'll have to talk about that one because that's a that's a Susio <laughs> boys talk. But uh a lot of these famous women, uh, they not yeah, you know, we put them up here because we regular niggas, you know. They we put them up here, but them famous niggas bring them right back down here and <laughs> be like, nah, them just, just regular bitches with money. That that box is trash. I'm trying. I'm telling you, bro. It's I got this. this is, I, have, I have a Jennifer Lopez theory, and I oh also boy. have a uh uh uh. What's her name that I love? Halle so Berry. Much? Halle Berry. Thank you. you I know where I knew. I, 
I have I a J Lo and a Halle Berry theory. That is no way y'all done went through this many men. Yeah, hey. y'all crazy. And the box is trash. I'm gonna have to crazy box. That's trash. Hey, y'all won? Susio boy talked to him. Oh. Oh. They did win. Darn. I, they was um they played uh uh Chuck Hayes' son's team. Okay, okay. I gave him a scouting report. I was like, Maddie, look, here. Tell him to do this. Defend Dorian Hayes like this. Mm. I checked with my girl's son. I was like, hey, is this, you know, like this? He was like, yeah, he don't like an aggressive defender. I said, see, I knew it from watching him. I don't him. either. I don't either. Bruh, I, <laughs> I don't I'm, either. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching him, and I'm like. I hate them hazy niggas in the ones that be up. Oh. Look, because when they, when they, Turn when over they back city. off of him. And just you know, spread wide. He'll 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 pull up, and he got a nice you. little pull up, right? I'm gonna kill you every time. And but when you get up in his face and you get I'm physical not, with him, I am not Steph Curry. You don't like that? KG asked Calvin. Calvin, no. Uh, I am. But, I am not Steph Curry. You, I, I'm not <laughs> that. Put your hand right here, and I'm gonna make it. Nope. Nah. But look, so looking at basketball and stuff, right? This NBA tournament is going to be interesting, and I'm—I think people are starting to feel it now that we've got down to the final, four, you know, few teams, the final eight teams now, soon to be four. Mm-hmm. I think people are starting to feel it, and I think because it kind of gives you that that NCAA kind of feel where it's just one and done. It's no I'm series starting to like or it. nothing like that. I'm starting to like it now. This is, yeah, like we said last week, it's. It's just because it's the first year of it. It's yeah. different and it's a little weird. It makes but you feel like like what's I'm a going soccer on. Fan, it's, take, so. it's, it's taking them to get used to it. It's gonna take people to yeah. get used to it. That's all. And I'm a soccer fan, and soccer has like fifty. Depends on what league you in. They got fifty. The Premier League got at least five different tournaments within the season. Mm-hmm. Like you're playing. Plus, they might pull you for your international play. So it'd be like a bunch of stuff within stuff. So. Like I said, first year for it, I'm not against it. I've liked it so far. The games have been very competitive. Um, I just think they got to figure out, other than the trophy and the money, mm-hmm. add something else to it. Like, um, like let's say Indiana wins, hypothetically, or even New Orleans. I'll use New Orleans because I feel like New Orleans might be, as far as, like, might be a little bit of the lesser team of everybody and the Knicks. But the Knicks are losing right now, so that, that I'm not going to count them. But let's say yeah, New Orleans it's wins over. Uh, Milwaukee won 146, 122. So it'll be the Bucks and the Pacers uh, at four o'clock on, I think it's tomorrow. No, no, no. no I'm sorry. Uh, on Saturday. Thursday. Thursday. Thursday Semifinals oh. are on Thursday. Uh, championship is on Saturday. Okay. So let's say a team like New Orleans wins, right? But let's say they win that tournament, but don't make the playoffs. I feel like going down the line. You get an automatic uh, playoff bid or something like that. No matter, yeah, like you're I'm, automatically. You don't have to play in the play-in game, but you're automatically in the tournament. And then whoever wins the play-in game at the end has to play you. Something I like that. So. Maybe they need to have something where they basically get like a buy or or but something it, from the playoff. But it also, like, it also makes it something. tricky because let's say a Denver or okay, okay, it, check this out. If you're, let's say, if if you're seated like let's say 
one of those play in teams that you do have to play in or whatever or something like that. What about like a home court advantage or something like yeah, something, something like to that. sweeten it up in the first round? Something to sweeten it up for for that or, team because that it does. I like it the trophy. Be something. I like the trophy in the five hundred k. I just feel like you need to up that money a little bit more. That's all. If you go well, do the trophy, because soccer just does trophy and money too. So mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, there's no like like for the Premier League, there's no extra seating or anything. It's just you win like the Caribou Cup. You yeah. won the Caribou Cup in the in during the season, but, but you also the you also got to think standing, about it so. that that half a mil is still really good money, and for the no, majority of the players in the league, that's a they not lot even of some money. of them not even them guys at the end of the bench ain't even getting that. So they I want to say is it five hundred k per person or is it five hundred k to the team and they split it between everybody? No, nah, that was I the think, one part I didn't. Uh, we're going to look that up, but uh, I wanted to real quick just hit on all the upsets of um, – There were quite a few. It. I keep keep hitting this stupid button, change the voice or whatever on here. But, um, no, nah, uh, the league minimum is 1.1. It's, it's not 1.1. It's the first time the minimum salary has exceeded the $1 million mark. Uh, so it's 1.1 million for the league minimum, and you got to think about it. Most of those guys on those teams, when the team has a 15 man roster, mm. are making somewhere around that league minimum, maybe a little bit more than that. So to win that tournament, you basically just got 50 percent of your yearly salary in a lump sum. So that that's that's I mean. It's 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 something that's it's worth it. I'll say it's worth it for those guys. But um, real quick to touch on college basketball before we move on to football because we have so much to talk about with football. Huh, um, just real quick, um, we had Marquette number three losing to Wisconsin seventy five sixty four. Mm-hmm. We had number seven Duke losing to unranked Georgia Tech, 72-68. And they lost to Arkansas earlier in the week also, who was – Yep. Uh, I forgot where Arkansas was ranked at the time, but that one was a shock. I watched that whole game. That was a that was a shock. We had UNC Wilmington unranked beat number 12, Kentucky 80-73. to uh, we had unranked Drexel beat number 18 Villanova 57 55. And I think that was, yeah, that was the last of the uh, top 25 upsets. So we had quite a few upsets this week. And I mean, some crazy upsets, especially that Wisconsin Marquette game 75 64. Like, I. I knew Marquette still had a good team. I didn't realize how highly ranked they were going into this season. Here's why I'm kind of surprised, but not really surprised that Wisconsin won that game. Wisconsin is one of those teams, one of those programs that always keeps a steady diet of just good, smart, hard-nosed basketball players. No, they definitely do. They may not be the most athletic, the most talented, but they're going to be fundamentally sound. They're going to be physical, and they're going to play really, really hard. I think Wisconsin and uh, Indiana usually do. Indiana always – and Indiana yeah. always has really good guard play. 
Yes. Yes. And it, it's just one of those things that you typically see from teams like that year over year over year, no matter how that program looks or who's coaching it. You just have a certain like makeup. It's almost like the, the Steelers, you know, the Steelers are going to run the ball. They're going to be physical and they're going to play tough defense. Um, you know, like there's just certain teams like the Lakers have always been a flashy type of team mm -hmm. going back to back in the 70s and 60s when they had like Jerry West and Gil Goodrich and, and people like that. Like there's just certain teams that are associated with like a certain style of play. Mm -hmm. And that, that's it. That's just the way it is in college, uh, college basketball. Um, I don't think there was anything like outrageous that happened on the women's side. Nah, um, Angel Reese came back. I was about to say Angel Reese is back. <laughs> um, and she's, hey, man, no, nah, let's talk about because we didn't we haven't touched on it yet. But I looked at uh, her stats the other day. Mm -hmm. And uh Juju has been. I also said she was gonna do this. Juju's been killing it. I want to say she's had a third. I want to say she's only had. I just looked at this the other day because I seen it. I I might be off, and I'm about to look it up. But I think she's only had two games where she didn't score thirty points. I believe you're right. Cause she 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 had that graphic that we had just saw that said she was the first woman uh, since it may have been Cheryl Miller in UCLA history or whatever. But they said like she was the first one to score like thirty or more points in three of her first four games or something like that. And I think she I think like one game she scored fifteen. I think she scored thirty twice. Uh, then she went 15, then she went 30 and like the next three, then she went 26. And then the last one or two has been 30. Uh, like right now she is averaging 26.8 points, uh, 7.5 rebounds, 3.2 assists at a 50.4 field goal percentage right now. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm She's looking at it right here. Killing it. One, um, two, three, four. I watched She's had uh, five thirty-point games. Okay. Out of her one, two, out of I think her it was seven like games. Seven. That's what yeah. I thought. Because once she had twenty-six, once she had fifteen. Yeah. So she's been killing. I watched the USC men uh play the other day too, and I gotta see how they look once Bronny comes back and like how they work him into that team. Mm -hmm. Um. They look. They don't look bad. I missed they don't the, look uh, bad, I missed the Gonzaga game on Saturday. They lost by thirteen, but I forgot um, who they played when I watched. It won't the Gonzaga one. No, uh, you you may have watched. Uh, gosh, who was it? Because they showed some of the highlights. Because I want to say he was at the game or warmed up before the game or whatever. But in that Gonzaga loss, uh, other you know good guard that they talk about a lot on that same team, Boogie Ellis had twenty eight and seven. In yes. that same game, so like he's he's gonna he's gonna pretty much establish himself as okay. Here I am. I'm the guy. Is my team. But when Bronny comes in, Bronny's he's more of a like a perimeter defender, like three and D kind of athletic kind of guy. Mm -hmm. But he can also uh, help set up stuff and make plays. 
So I think that he'll take a lot of that playmaking stress off of Boogie Ellis and let him be more of the off guard, the shooter, you know, the scorer, and then take on more of that playmaking role. That that's gonna be cool to see once those kids get together because the the, the class, like you had talked, you've been talking about it for like the longest, you know, USC's men and women's team. Uh yep. have they brought crazy, in some crazy good freshmen that they yeah, brought they, in. They, they both brought in and even not even the freshmen, even some of the uh the portal, uh the ones that entered the portal once Bronny had committed, mm-hmm. like uh Dennis Robinson. Um yeah. That's right. Uh, I forgot. A lot of those players that they brought in were portal players. So, um, like I said, even on, on the women's side, there were so many good freshmen that came in this season. There's so many more coming in next season, just mm-hmm. all across uh, women's basketball. Plus, you have the, the women that are graduating this year going into the WNBA. I'm a firm advocate. I love women's basketball. I think the sport is growing immensely. Um, I wish more people would watch so those ladies can get paid more because they really go out there and same as the men. They may not dunk. They may not give you what the men are giving you. But if you are into fundamental basketball with some flash in there, it's 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 worth a watch. And you might get a dunk every once in a while. They're getting taller. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are getting taller and more athletic. Yeah, there's, there's this one uh, Canadian girl. I can't even She's remember like her name. Six. She's like 6'2". Oh no! See, I was talking about the other one that's like six ten. No, 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 no! Not not that real tall one. I'm talking about okay. the one. She's like about six one, maybe six two, but she can dunk with ease, mm. one two hands, and she's dunked in games. And I, I, I want to say she's dunked on somebody before. High school girl. Um, and it's funny because she's got like the palest skin, <laughs> like real blonde like she she almost looks like 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 she and she's really really skinny too so she looks almost kind of i can't even say she looks she don't remind me of elena deladon because elena deladon has at least like a little tan but like she's, she's like a, super like a, pale like a female Seamus. yes with blonde hair with blonde hair and i want to say she's canadian so it's no wonder why she pale because it's cold up there and they always be inside covered up but that's true Man, but yeah, she that that girl dunks with ease. Like, if you ever, if the next time I come across that video, or whatever, I'm gonna have to shoot it to you so you can see it. But yeah, I I know I've heard of this other tall one that you were talking about. I can't think of her name uh, off the top of my head, but she's like really tall. I've seen the highlights of her dunking though, uh-huh. and she's flashy with it too. It ain't like she just tall and just go up there and just like she. Like man, <laughs> see, I thought she was like, like maybe she like Ricky Griner's height, like six, seven, nah. six, eight, maybe. Mm-mm. So she's taller she than taller. that. Yeah, Damn. and Brittany, Brittany, don't be having no flash yes. with it. Her no. or Candace. Candace never really had it flash with uh, it. No, it and, and the thing is, little rim grazers. Yeah, Candace about six four. So you think, okay, if she could get up there, she get up there. She probably just gonna be able to dunk it real good. You know, Lisa Leslie type. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just enough to, to show that, hey, I can dunk. Because that's what Lisa was. Lisa was just a little... Right, right, a little, right. A little rim grazer, nothing crazy. And then and then you saw Brittany Griner, and it was like, okay, she could do it one or two hands. And it was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. And Candace started doing it. Candace was like, oh, I can do that And, and then, wait, then you start seeing, like, some of these other girls, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, they, they started to come with it. Like, you know... Yeah, 
they start getting a little bounce and start man rocking the cradle when they're going up it's gonna be we start having a women's dunk contest and this is legit or the women dunking with the men hey bro look it is it's it's getting crazy but i just need a woman to dunk over a car like blake griffin and it's a wrap i don't don't think we're gonna get that for a while i don't think we're gonna get that for a while it's fine um, i got i got two coming up i got it (laughs) <laughs> we, about hey. to, we, we are never skipping leg day let me tell you look listen leg, leg day is, is a must it's important it's a guys. must don't skip leg day but um i don't know would you want to hit the nfl or you want to hit college football first oh man let's do nfl because i feel like that's not going to be as long as nah it won't. but we like okay there were some upsets too in remember, NFL. Though. Remember those what last, I said when we talked about games, the when I talked about the Cowboys schedule. Mm-hmm. I said the Seahawks have a chance to beat the Cowboys. You did, and they and they almost did. It. Look, did they, bro? They and I'm not gonna lie, they we got them in. We got them in two weeks. Uh, Cowboys this weekend. You hit that button. I swear to God, <laughs> I saw you when you looked over. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys this weekend, Seahawks the week after, but the Seahawks play really well. Like DK, Bruh. so uh, that DK is who I have been wanting since he got to Seattle. He has six for one thirty-four and three touchdowns. Doesn't show up every week, and I'm like, why? You had Russ nope. there, you still ain't show up. Now you got uh, Geno, who's not Russ, but still has a really great arm, as we saw mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. You still ain't showing up. Like, what's up, bro? You don't want to be here no more. And but, if that's the case, cool. Ask for a trade or a release I, or something. But I will. I will be honest. If with he you. shows up like that and they get a solid running game, mm-hmm. Noah Fant shows up. Like they have no choice but to win. I'll be honest with you, and, and I tell I tell my son this all the time because he he's a Seahawks fan. He he got into the wow. Seahawks when Legion of Boom and 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 uh, uh, Marshawn and all See, of that. I like, like them. I was a fan before that with uh Sean Robinson. Uh when um wait, when they when they had uh oh, what's his name? Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander, sorry, not Robinson. Uh Matt uh, Hasselbeck. Michael Robinson was the was the fullback. Was the fullback, right? And yeah. then you had um damn that receiver. That was uh, he my was team. like five ten. Uh that was, Doug Baldwin. That was like, Doug Baldwin. Yeah, that was my that was my second favorite team after I was. I've always been an Eagles fan, mm-hmm. but I liked that Seahawks team. I, it was something yeah. about that Seahawks team I always liked. And Sean Alexander was one of my favorite running backs. So I've always been like a, a Seattle fan, and then also a um, an Eagle fan at the same time. So uh, I used to hate Sean Alexander because he's a he's an Alabama guy and, and ah. he used to run all over LSU. So I used to I used to hate. I I like I had Alabama guys. You I, hate I, then, huh? I'm not I'm not like some of these sports fans where it's like that 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 sports hate runs so deep to where it, it evolves from sports hate to like you really like you need to seek help. Because yeah. you acting out, and this is not good for you. More on that later. But <laughs> it's like that's a tease because I'm a professional. But like, like you, you, there's some people just like I'll grow a healthy respect for a person, right? Is that the like? Is that the rant? Is that the rant? 
it's coming. Ah, it's coming. It's coming. But I don't, I don't know yet. But it, it's just like some of y'all just be way too wild for me, and I, I can't, yeah. I can't deal. Like you need to bring it down a little bit. Bring it down a little bit. But um, one of the other games that really caught my eye this weekend for all the wrong reasons, all the wrong reasons, was the Chargers and the Patriots. Oh, yeah. 6-0? Really? This was basically the Padres playing the Red Sox, and the Padres won 6-0. I believe uh, Manny Machado hit a three-run homer. Uh, I want to say Fernando Tatis Jr. had a two-run double. And there was a run scored on a wild pitch, and it was six nothing. Padres over the Red Sox, bro. Yeah. That six was zero. Horrible. I thought the Miami Washington one was worse, but it was from a just a game standpoint. <laughs> six zero. I'm like, was it a defensive battle for it to be six zero? But here's the thing: sides, when you see when you everybody see the, sucked. Yeah, but when you see, oh, what up, Corey? I think that's Corey. Who is that? Coffee and cakes. I don't know. But hello to you too. But when you saw that Dolphins Commanders game, right? You saw why, 60 points like scored. I feel like that's Mimi, and I don't know why. I just have it to could be it. Mimi. I'm not whoever this is. Hello to you, coffee and cakes. I think that is Mimi. Jay, that's yeah, why it I made is. this. See? Right. I, it made sense. <laughs> I don't I can't put my finger why that made sense but i saw the retweet yeah i was like bro like i'll be forgetting like (laughs) i'll be forgetting all the time like i'll be having the reminders for like little stuff and i still forget but like when you see that game that at least you had 60 points scored right right the other game had six like so i didn't watch it was it a (laughs) I, I looked at the highlights with a little bit of highlights there were. Was it a defensive battle? Bro. Or did the I'm game a, just suck? It, it sucked. Okay. I'm going to put it to you like this. There was a shocker on Sunday to me, too. Boy. There was there was a combined total yards of 498 between the two teams. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, one team had 104. 48 rushing yards. The other team had 29. <laughs> one team had 212 passing yards. The other team had 109. So it was like one, we can run the ball, but we can't pass for shit. The other one, we can pass the ball, we can't, we can't run, run for, shit. for shit. That is what you got. And, they, and wait, the, the craziest stat out of all of this in that game that was 6 nothing. this lets you know how season. bad the offense was and I don't. I can't say it was the defense. I don't know if it was, there was only one turnover all game, one. Well, that one. So that's not. Uh, I'm gonna know. have to go back. Honestly, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and re- and watch like watch that I'm whole a, game or like the truncated version or something just to see was this bad offense or good defense. So on the. I know on YouTube, the NFL always drops, like on Sunday, and they usually leave it up. Um, they give you the highlights of the game pretty much. Like, mm-hmm. it'll be like Chargers, Patriots, and then it'll have, like, you know, the highlights for the most part. But, yeah, that one was 
I don't know. That Jaguars game made me sad, though, man. Uh, they lost Christian Kirk off the first uh, pass of the game. Bruh. And I, freak, I, I, freak accident play. It was I'm watching crazy. it like. I'm watching it, and as they keep showing the replay, I'm like, what did he do? And then, and it won't, it really wasn't that bad, because at first the, the, um, the analysts were saying it was when he turned. It was how he turned in the air and landed. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it didn't, even in real time, even in slow motion, it still didn't look that bad. But apparently it's exactly season, season ending and he needed surgery. So Yeah, it was, a, I believe it was a core muscle tear. Um, yeah. If you go back and kind of watch the replay, he runs upfield and it's like he running a quick curl or a comeback route, right? And it almost looks like as he plants either to come back or when he plants to turn and run, he just killed over. Right yeah, after was, he caught the ball he or whatever. Went he up just, and he turned. And as yeah, he was turning, his, it, he just, it was weird. It was yeah, like how he landed was, with his legs and it was uh, – they almost lost Trevor Lawrence for the season. Um, it was a high ankle sprain. He may miss Sunday, but uh, he actually had the same injury last season and played through it mm-hmm. and just fine. So, um, that's good. I think he think he may be a game time decision, but he also um, I saw those reports today. He probably won't be out uh, too long. So, yeah, it, it was kind of crazy, man. Because you his own offensive lineman caused him to get rolled up. Yep. Um, Walker Schmidt, I believe is his name. He's a Houston kid. I believe he went to uh, Kincaid. But the left tackle, he 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 was, I mean, he was pass blocking. He got pushed into his quarterback. He stepped back. And I, it's a freak accident, that kind of thing. Yeah, just both, happens. I mean, both plays were freak accident plays, to be honest. Um, yeah. So luckily, they don't lose their quarterback. They did lose one of their key wide receivers. But the great thing about that offense, they have so many weapons. And Christian Kirk is a huge piece of it, so I don't want to downplay it like, you know, them losing him isn't that major. But it just forces those other receivers to step up. Calvin Ridley's been having a, a resurgence. Yes. Um, he stepped he's up, up for comeback time. player of the year as well. Yeah, he's he's been killing it on my fantasy. Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> the one that you mentioned, Phil. <laughs> no, no, no. That was just the first name that came to my mind, though. But, like, because he really has been – having a a uh, great season and even that game he had an amazing game after Christian Kirk went down so um Ingram has stepped up a lot the run game with Etienne it, uh, Etienne has been playing uh really good too so hopefully you know like I said uh Trevor Lawrence isn't out for too long um hopefully you know he might just miss this week they do have a couple they have a key game coming. Every game for them is key from this point going mm-hmm. forward. So, hey, shout out to also Zay Jones who had five catches for seventy eight yards. I knew it was somebody Zay. else. On, Zay on is the team. other person. Yeah, Zay and so really with Christian coming out, it's really going to be Zay and Ridley on the outsides. Um, you still got Ingram at tight end, and they're gonna. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna be fine. Like I said, they still got enough weapons where it's like. Christian Kirk going down isn't going to hurt him. Um, Tank Dell also got hurt this weekend. Um, Man, uh, this season. Parker Washington was the other receiver, their rookie out of Penn State, who had a good game. Yeah. Um, he reminds me kind of a, a little bit shorter version of Debo Samuel. Yes, Mimi, we're very serious about <laughs> fantasy football. Hey, um, Playoffs. I'd be up. forgetting to set my lineup, though. Like this week, I was in Sam's. 
and we was on the live, and they, Keys was like, hey, don't forget to set y'all on. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I didn't do it. Smoked but. his boots last week because so <laughs> I ain't even feel good about the win. Bro, it's, crazy. it's like I'll be I'll I'll be getting in this. I'll be like, oh, I gotta set my lineup, and then I'll be going to the store or cooking or watching the games or doing something or whatever. And then like, I'll be like, it'd be like 1 30, and I'll be like, oh damn, I forgot to set my lineup. Like <laughs> my homeboys at work that we and we even pay to be in that league. I was like, bro, I'm gonna just give you because I, I, I screwed it up this season. Like, I, I just give up. I, I know what I did wrong. Like, it take is my what it $40, is. Take $40, sir. Just go. You know, like, just here. Just just here. Take it. But um, um what, what was the game? You said there was another shocker this weekend. So before we get to the one I really don't want to talk about, we'll talk about that one last. Because uh, I have some – I have good – I have good things to say about the game. I'm not that that – Fan, but Green Bay shocked and beat the Chiefs. That Bruh, was a shocker to me, that, and I don't know one, why it was a shocker because Green Bay actually have been on, they're on a four game, well five game now winning streak. That, but see, and, it, and I don't is, know why that shocked me, but they, maybe because it's the Chiefs. It's I, I think it's I I think people are still having that. This is Andy Reid. This is Patrick Mahomes. These are the Chiefs. They're supposed to put up 30, 40 and, and be good. Their losses this season, even though the Lions are a top team, but they mm-hmm. lost to the Lions and nobody thought they would. The Raiders got yep. them uh, in Vegas. And now Caught them off lost, guard. Now they've lost to Green Bay in uh, in Green Bay. And it was a fourth one because they're – the the their I think their worst. Who the fourth one was? No, their worst. No, they they beat the Raiders. It I thought they the lost Broncos. The Broncos, the Broncos with that twenty four to nine. That game when it was just like it was the Broncos. What the, that that's, that's when everybody that started was like, the Broncos uh, winning streak up until exa- this that that kind of like. I think it was out of that game or the game before that where the Broncos started their winning streak. But whatever game it was, with when that game happened. That everybody was like, "Oh, wait a minute! Denver might actually have something." They're but beating they wasted the first part of their season, so nobody oh. thought that that game meant anything until now. I know, I know who the fourth loss was to, Philly, <laughs> Philly. That's who yeah. Because remember, it, uh, we talked about that when MVS dropped that that touchdown pass. Yeah, where they should have beat us. To be completely honest, that that right the there game. was. I mean, I'm not gonna point at him and say that's why they lost the game. No, but Boy. that catch wide open. My coach has always said, if your fingertips touch it, catch it. You're supposed to hang on to it because we You're it was two weeks in a row where it. Philly it it was that two weeks in a row where Philly should have lost the Buffalo one that went into mm-hmm. overtime. It should never went into overtime. Yep, and then the Chiefs one, and then again we'll get into what happened Sunday. But yeah, that uh that Green Bay and Chiefs game was um Green Bay has been stepping up. I think uh, Jordan Love is finally becoming who Green Bay thought he was or knew he was on their side. I ain't going to say thought. Uh, he's coming into what uh, Green Bay knows he is. They just wanted everybody else to see it. His weapons are – the weapons that he does have are getting healthy. Um, hey, if Christian Watson, if Christian Watson can become more consistent for him as a target down the field – And I love anywhere. it because they're young. They're young yes. and they're growing together. Yes. And I love that. 
I just want I need Christian Watson to to be more consistent because mm-hmm. he'll he'll have a game where it's like six catches, ninety eight yards, and a touchdown, and he's very consistent and reliable. And then he'll have a game where he gets four targets but only gets one catch. Two of them are miscommunication where he runs the wrong route, and then the other one he may drop. So it's like you get that that up and down, that inconsistency from him where one game he looks like a wide receiver one, another game it looks like he must be the fifth receiver because there's no way in hell we let this guy play. Like, he just needs to be more consistent. But Love has actually – He's been playing amazing. He's, he's been playing really good. And, I mean, he hasn't, like, just blown the doors off with yeah, it's these still... great numbers. Yeah, it's not like been... some Aaron Rodgers who yet, but right when Aaron came in, it was Brett Favre who. Like we got that immediately. It was Brett Brett who. You uh, you could it, see from the throws that he was Brett. making, like okay, I think we're gonna be all right. Yeah, definitely. So I just uh, don't see where anybody got that feeling from Jordan Love initially, but I think they're starting to get that feeling. I mean, I would say that the Packers felt it. Um that's all I say. They felt it. They felt it enough to allow Aaron to walk or trade, in a sense. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it was any other. Before I get to that, that, that last one. Um, Monday night game was a good one. Bengals and Jaggers. I mean, other than the injuries, um, the game itself after was still good. Yeah. Um, Rams Browns, uh, was okay. Uh, thirty six nineteen. Uh, Bucks and Panthers. Uh, Puka Nakua got hurt in that game too. The he, stud uh, late round rookie. rookie. Yeah, he, he got hurt in that game. I believe it was a rib injury um, mm-hmm. that he got hurt on on that game. Uh, Cardinals beat the Steelers. Not shocked. Um, I'm not shocked because the I'm Steelers not shocked are so, either. Not they're shocked so up either. and down. And to be honest, the Cardinals have a good team. They actually have a good team. It's just. Mm-hmm. They, when 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 Kyler Murray is on his game, right? They are and they can get they're hard that, to beat. Exactly, and when they they're can get that beat. run game going, and he can make plays outside of the pocket off schedule like he's known to do, that's when that team gets more dangerous. And James Conner had twenty five for one hundred five and two touchdowns for him. So the fact that Murray only threw for one hundred forty five yards and one touchdown, it did not matter as much. He didn't need to throw for three fifty and four scores because the run game carried the, carried it for him. Uh, Kenny Pickett got hurt in that game, uh, yep, which we're tallying up. I want to say in the AFC uh, playoff picture, as of AFC right North. now, Four out of the seven AFC playoff teams are playing with backup quarterbacks or could play with backup quarterbacks entire, this Sunday. The AFC North outside of the Ravens is playing with backup quarterbacks, right? Bingo. Now. Bingo. Let's pray for Lamar, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Baltimore, wrap him up in bubble wrap. Now. Uh, Colts and Titans was a really – I watched that. That was actually a really good game. Went down uh, – Field goal winning kick uh, by the Colts. Gardner Minshew. So we haven't talked about this enough, but I even before he had came to Philly, uh, when he was still with uh, Jacksonville, when Minshew mania was going on and everything, mm-hmm. I was a fan of Minshew. I was like, yo, this guy has something. 
just Jacksonville's not the team because at that time, if you remember, they had like five, they were drafting quarterbacks, like Philly be drafting uh power forwards every year and centers. Mm-hmm. Uh when the 76ers were like uh just drafting and drafting. Um but uh the Jaguars were doing the same. They just every year they were just grabbing quarterbacks. And Gardner was supposed to be in the future, and then I think that was right. Who did they get right before Trevor Lawrence? Uh, it was a guy that they ended up sending to San Fran, um, because they got rid of him and Gardner back to back. I can't, I really can't think of his name, but I like Gardner Dan. And when he came to Philly, I said I like him as a backup. I love it because at the time Carson kept getting hurt, and I was like, and this was before we had got um. Because we brought uh, Gardner in twice, but I've always been a fan of Gardner. I I I I've watched him and I like his game. He's a game manager. I still he's definitely not a, a. I don't know. This season he showed that he can be a starter. That he still can be a starter in the league. I think he's good for the Colts. Um, of course they still have their future with their rookie quarterback who's hurt right now, done for the mm-hmm. season. But I think Gardner's making it like a. This offseason gonna be interesting. He's Gardner Minshew is one of the perfect uh backups. He because he's not gonna he's always in, ready. Right. He's always ready. He's reliable. Uh, you know, availability is your best ability, as, as they like to say. Uh-huh. Um and there's no drop-off, in my opinion. Actually, exactly. It, exactly. It really looked like the team got better. Like I'm not knocking Anthony Richardson. He's a mm-hmm. rookie. He's playing. He played great himself. But I feel like the team looked better with Gardner Minshew at at the helm than they did with Anthony Richardson. Yeah, and I like uh, Richardson. I told y'all I like when we were going into the draft and we were talking about it. I thought Richardson uh, was the steal of the draft, in my opinion. And the Colts, I think, by the Colts, him going to the Colts, it was perfect. Because I think that they'll Seattle. be able to figure out something to do with him. Um, Dre says Jordan Love doesn't trust Christian Watson. Uh, he also says I can understand re- that. Restating his point about the Texans making the playoffs and CJ Stroud. Uh, like I told him, he says CJ Stroud for rookie of the year, but when you look at the MVP race, Stroud is actually like I want to say top five or six betting mm-hmm. favorites to win the MVP. So yep. he could, rookie he could of the year both. is like it's it's pretty much his offensive rookie yeah. of the year. But with Puka going down now, um, exactly. That's gonna put him like right there, and Tank, his teammate Tank Dell, his and then Tank went target. down also. So, yeah, that's pretty uh, much his at this point. Long as, long as nothing crazy happens to him or just stats wise, he's pretty much got that one in the bag already. Yeah, at this point now. Uh, Mimi said, "Do we watch all the games? Kind of, sort of. You could say we don't watch so, all of them, but we know about all of them." I don't watch all of them. I watch the more key matchups that I feel are interesting to watch. Yeah. And then I just catch the YouTube highlights between mm-hmm. Sunday and Monday going or we usually record Tuesday and Wednesday. So like somewhere between Monday Sunday night and like Monday, like Monday. Monday and then maybe if we record on Tuesday. Yeah. Early Tuesday, then I'll catch like go back and watch like highlights and stuff and take my notes. Yeah. So like I had an article I, I had wrote. It's a lot of sports to watch, man. It's a lot of sports, man. Yeah, I, I I told my editor. I think it was like Sunday right after the Texans game. I was like, "Hey, I could write this." He was like, "All right, bet." 
I was like, uh, he was like, save that for this, do this. I was like, all right, cool. Like, when you want the other one? This week. Okay, cool. So I'm like, okay, I know when I have to write this. I know when I have to write this one. Like, so in between all of that, like, okay, take care of watching this, this, and this, or keep an eye on this, this, and this. And it's like, you just got to make time for it, make a schedule. And a lot of the times it's sacrifice. You sacrificing yeah. time and this and that to keep up with everything because, but like they say, if you do something you love, you're really not working. So we just and trying luckily, to put that my into kids, practice. Luckily, my kids like sports. <laughs> they'll sit, they'll, and they're also young enough where they just sit with me and watch whatever I'm watching. Me. Tetris, yeah. yes, Tetris, Tetris with time, yes. So. Um, who else? It, who else? Before I get um, to that game, I don't want to talk about Falcons and Jets. Um, that went bro, you keep putting it off. Let's just nope, I nope. Mean, just uh, Lions and Saints, scab off, dog. Nope. Just Lions scab and off. Saints. Uh, I knew the Lions would win that one. All right, we talked about it. Oh, Dolphins and Commanders. Dolphins went, Dolphins said it looked like a home game up in Washington. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's game looks like a home game in Washington, so. All right, let's talk about it. All right, the Eagles, we sucked. Um, we sucked, man. Uh, 49ers did exactly what they were supposed to do. And we talked about this. I said, yep. you're not, nobody's going undefeated. Like, like, it's hard. It's the hardest thing to do in football. I mean, basketball is hard, too. But it is the hardest but almost easiest thing to do in football is to go undefeated. We're still having an amazing season, 10-2. and two. Um. Still number one in the NFL after losing. Our D-backs just couldn't tackle. They could not tackle. They couldn't tackle nothing. Linebackers couldn't tackle. Debo Debo was just running through tackles. Like, they were playing flag football. That's what it looked like. Because Debo, they were like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh. He just, CMC, Ayuk. It was like, what the... And it was good until the second half. It was very close in the first half. Um, yeah, it was 14-6 at halftime. Yeah, it won't It was bad. looking like, because like, I'm looking and at And usually we suck in the first half. We That's us all season. And Brandon Graham says I'm on Twitter. Um, he had a quote, and he was, uh, I don't want to, I, I don't know a word for word. But it was just pretty much like, we have been getting by all season. And it finally caught up to us. We finally got mm-hmm. guy. And that's exactly that's the what he said was perfect because and we've talked about this. We we should have lost the Chiefs game, we should have lost the Bills game, uh the Dallas game. Uh it's been a couple more uh where we should have honestly lost, and we've just been getting by on luck, and luck finally ran out. And this this and I think we needed that. You needed that humble pie. Sometimes you in a fight, sometimes you got to get punched in the mouth. Sometimes you have to get just punched in the mouth, and that's what happened to us. The 49ers it, punched well, us here's, in the mouth. And they owed us thing. one. They owed us here, one from the NFC Championship last year. So. Here's here's another thing, too. Congrats for your regular season win. <laughs> here's another thing. Um, I have been saying the same thing about Georgia all season long. And, Dre, I know if you're still listening or watching, I know you don't want to hear this, and I know oh, I've I been saying it. it. It was but, Blake Bortles also. That was the quarterback uh, that was there with Minshew that got yes. to, uh, the 49ers. Yes. It was Blake Bortles. They drafted yes. him, and then Minshew 
went to the back burner because they swore Blake Bortles was going to be. But but I, I can't remember the sequence of events or whatever. I know I want to say he came and took over for Bortles. Bortles got hurt. Bortles was the guy. Bortles got hurt. Minshew came in, and when Bortles got uh, healthy, they put Bortles <laughs> back in. I'm okay with the Georgia loss. Ain't gonna rage. <laughs> we ain't getting there yet, man. We we keep teasing it. We're not babe. there yet. Chill. Let, let me get through like, this. Crying. It, here's crying here's right the now. thing with this game, though. Like we kept saying, Philly has flaws, and even yep. though they still have the best record, like they need to We're shore the, up those flaws. I said, and I was very or else honest they're gonna saying. Get got. And like you said, they just they got got it was, the team it was came in with a game plan, and they executed that game plan. They played now, to their strengths, and their strengths were you know basically let's take advantage of the Eagles' weaknesses, and it just merged into one point, and then you get forty two nineteen. Um, but I feel bad for Dallas. I really do. I think, and I like that. I, no, I ain't gonna say I like that. I don't. <laughs> Woo. But I feel bad for Dallas because coming off of the, the fact that they're the next team, coming off of the 49er game with us getting Darius Leonard, it's, I think we shored up that linebacker um, room a little bit more. Um, I I think the D backs. I think Darius Slay is definitely gonna get in those D backs' uh, face. Hopefully he does. I'm hoping Darius Slay does what he's supposed to do as that as a defensive captain, and he's like they're doing tackling drills all week. That's but, what I, I'm a coach on the defense. We are doing tackling drills all week. But but the other thing too. And I know you say the Cowboys probably gonna catch it, and they're fired up, and they know that they know what they need to they do. May not. They may know. We may they lose know two what in they a row. need to do. They know we what they lose, need to do. We honestly could lose two in a row, and I'm not mad at that either because right. you can't win. There are certain games you want to win, mm-hmm. but you can't win every game. And as long as we either one stay number one going into the playoffs, or at least two, I'm fine because. The playoffs is when it matters. That's when that. Yeah. When, that's when you don't have another week to, to play again. Well, the so, thing is, is they're 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 in a position right now where they're three and zero in the division. The Cowboys have a loss. Beat the Giants twice and still be good. Exactly. So you want to make sure you stay at least a game ahead of them. In the conference, and right now, uh, I don't see us losing. I don't Eagles see us are losing six and one Giants. in the conference. Cowboys are six and three in the conference, and the rest of our games are all conference games. Right. So Dallas, you, you, Seattle, you have a way to get a leg up on them. Who is it? Dallas, Seattle, um, the Giants twice, and the Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah. Ah, that Cardinals. It's Cowboys, a... Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Yeah, and I wouldn't definitely not lose to the Giants twice or at all. So, bro, the Giants have. <laughs> I've been so disappointed in that team because I I was I'm not gonna lie I kind of drank the Kool Aid of them making the playoffs last year and seeing Saquon come back healthy, Danny Dimes has contract and everything. I thought Danny Dimes was gonna be a lot better. Bro, I I, I we, and we thought he was the third Manning. Thought he was the third Manning brother. I want to say we were talking about this like in the offseason, thinking that the Giants 
because we kept talking about, okay, it's between the Eagles and the Cowboys, but the Giants could blah, blah, blah. If 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 being gets that offense going, they could blah 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 with sweat and, and young and the, you I'm gonna know. be honest. It's looking like enemy is either about to take over for Rivera, because I don't think Rivera is gonna be there past this season. I don't think so but either. Also, I've seen the I've seen the little stuff where the Bears are like, hey, enemy hey, hey big head, what you doing? Exactly. And that that's what's so crazy about this is that. He's They're gonna get that head coach. Like, like, it's like, but hold on. But the crazy thing is, though, <laughs> he's up in Kansas City, and that offense is amazing every year. And yeah, he gets the interviews, mm-hmm. but no job. But now he go to Washington, and the offense has been better. It's been a lot better. So I guess that's why, because he went somewhere else, and it's like, I right, it won't Andy Reid. Maybe it really was Eric. Because the, the Washington offense has looked good. They're still – they don't have the best record overall because of the defense. Mm-hmm. But offensively, they have looked better. The run game, um, the receivers, Dotson has been playing good, Scary Terry, Sam Howell has been looking great. So it's like, okay, maybe Eric really is a genius. So now he's getting those looks now like, All right, well, maybe we really do need to make him a head coach now. But it's like yeah. he's, he should have been one. Well, he should have been one like three seasons ago. Hell, I wanted him to come to Philly before we got uh, who we got Sirianni. Yeah, I like Sirianni though, and I'm glad but, he didn't. But but here's the thing: from what I know of of people that I trust that talk about the process and whatnot, they said it wasn't necessarily all the old. Uh, like the 89, 90, 91, whatever, when he was at Colorado with his sexual assault allegations. It, it wasn't anything legal from his past. It's been more about the interview process and stuff like that. And also the perception that it's Andy Reid behind that Chiefs offense, not necessarily uh, Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. So what's what's happened is, is that... Because he was supposed to get the Houston job before the... It was he, between he uh, was he was before D'Amico, not I this put it season, to you but like even this. before. I remember he wasn't even. I don't even think he interviewed because at one point they had for one of the coaching for one of the coaching hires recently. I know they had like a firm or something, and then for some other ones they've had like just uh, Casario. And the McNairs huddling up and seeing what they're going to do. Mm. And um, it wasn't, it wasn't the enemy. It was actually Brian Flores was one that they were going to look at, but then he started suing everybody and they were like, eh, got to back off of that. And you know, the NFL is that, that fraternity, those, the owners are in a fraternity. Yep. It's a good, it's a good old boys club. We know how to go. And, they they kind of went a different direction, but I like the D'Amico hire though. The D'Amico hire was perfect for them. D'Amico perfect. is is in a perfect. I think I wrote this last week or maybe week before last, but I did write something about him being the coach of the year candidate going away. I was just about to say, I think that, that is last week pretty wrapped up as in his. I think um, this was last week. Let me look for it right quick. But yeah, I seen. I'm, 
I'm just because I saw the, the Panthers. Panthers are thinking about uh, in the offseason. Uh, they're looking at Kellen Moore uh, with um, the Chargers. Who came out yesterday? Which I don't know about that one. I don't know about Kellen Moore uh, head coach wise. I need to see him as a coordinator maybe another year with the with the Chargers before mm-hmm. he. Uh, Bro, I'll I don't be think writing he... stuff and be forgetting that I wrote it. I swear, because I was looking for the D'Amico article and I saw this other one. I couldn't remember when it, it went. <laughs> but I wrote the D'Amico article about um, what he's building with the Texans. It was November 25th. Okay. I, I like what he's that. doing. This is year one. And, I mean, CJ came in gunning. Uh, you know, they'll get Tank Dale back, at, you know, hopefully at a good point next uh, in the offseason. To be ready for the season, um, the run game is is been the run game is looking good. It's uh, starting to look better. I like the NFC South right now. They're giving it's Singletary ten- the ball more in his own run scheme, and I Tennessee think is in rebuild. That's on the it. only thing. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. Tennessee is in rebuild, but I mean, all of them are. I ain't gonna say they, but they're in rebuild. They're in different state. Like the Jags are like. The Jags okay, are we're, we're 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 just about finished. We just have to like paint, and that's it. Um, the Houston, Texans are like, we got a little more work to do, but we're further along than we thought. Right. The Colts are like, it, we got work uh, to do, but we got this. We got this. This one major component. It's on back order now. I think they got I think Colts have work to do on the defense. Offensively, they, I think they got everything. <clears throat> they got the quarterback, they got they honestly, need to work on the O line. I think they got the right have back. I think they have work to do on both sides because I think it's more the O line on the other side though. They got the receivers. I think it's I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch them more closely I like, without I like Anthony Michael Richardson Pittman. again. Right, because I like Michael Pittman. I like the running game. Jonathan Taylor is a is a dog, of course. Okay, it's but that, outside of Pittman, O-line. who are your receiving threats? Uh, don't quote me because I'm not a Colts fan, but I can tell you. Hold on. That, that, the thing is, that that's the one thing where I think Indy needs some help. I think Pittman is solid, but I don't think he's a wide receiver okay. one. I wouldn't consider uh, him a wide receiver one. So they got Pittman. They got Josh Downs, who's been uh, playing really well. Alec Pierce has been playing pretty good. And then they got Isaiah McKenzie and Jawan Winfrey. Um, I do think they need one more. They need to go out and either draft or, and I would say with that young Richardson, it's either you draft a, a young, a really good young wide receiver mm-hmm. with that first round, mm-hmm. if you're not going to go O-line or whatever, or you entice one of those vets to come with that money. You know who would look good there, but I would hate it <clears throat> for the Texans. Mike Evans with the Colts. Yep. Oh, him with uh that young arm with Anthony yep. Richardson. Yeah, yep. That, ten and, and wait on top of yard that seasons. On top of that, think about him and Pittman as the wide receivers blocking on the outside for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. You can't forget about that aspect of it because. I think Mike Evans is definitely. I don't. I feel like he's a. I feel like if the money's right, which so far has been, I don't think he's leaving 
Because he just signed a new one, right? Or is this his last year? Uh, I believe this is his last year, and he's a free agent because there's been a lot of people here in Houston that want to see him in a uh, in the Texans uniform next year. Him come home. He's from Galveston. Went to A and M. You know, all the connections and everything are there. A matter of yeah, fact, uh, um, he was there with Manziel. I remember. Yeah, he he got off the bus with the Bucks wearing a Houston Astros jersey when yep. they came here to play. So, and I mean, good good dude from all accounts. Uh, people that I know that are close to like the I've heard program nothing, and stuff like that. I've heard nothing bad about the young man. Yeah. Um, people that I know around the league or whatever, like no, nobody says anything bad about the guy. He's a good dude. Uh, I personally don't like him as a Saints fan because of the shit. He likes to talk to Marshawn Lattimore and Marshawn Lattimore has been proven to shut his ass down. So it is what it is. I I take my fandom out of it. And I would say I would love to see him here in a Texans uniform, but he would also look good in the Colts uniform. And the like I said, I mainly see that because that would give Anthony Richardson two big boy targets on the outside. Plus, Jonathan Taylor would get another big blocker on the outside. And you do not get big run plays unless your wide receivers are blocking for you. On the I got to look up. Uh, I got to look up DK's contract, but I think DK, I don't think DK staying in a. In Seattle, too much longer. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Oh, I'm about to mess with my daughter. Hey, Maddie. So you're a Cardinals fan, right? Um, if the Cardinals get a top pick, do you think they draft Caleb Williams, or do you think they draft like Marvin Harrison Jr. to help oh, out Kyler Murray? Oh, you, you don't? Oh, wow. What's she saying? She says K1 has to go. They need to take Caleb Williams. Mind you, uh, she literally asked for a Kyler Murray jersey for Christmas like two years ago. Two years ago, I understand it. It's in her closet right now. But I, I understand that two years ago. Was it the black one? <laughs> I, think, the black I one? think it was the black one. Bro. Great choice. The Great, black choice. One. Great choice. Great <laughs> choice. <laughs> Great choice. Who Look. else on that team? Who else on that team, Jersey? You gonna buy? But I mean, Chandler Jones went crazy though. Like he's a, yeah, he, he need to get help. He need to get help. Yeah. Help. Like he hey. he really has something Sarah, wrong with him. He ain't signed. Tell, he hasn't signed with Philly yet. But tell her thanks for Zach Ertz. <laughs> hey, he said he hasn't signed with Philly yet. But thank you for Zach Ertz. She says she's just going to make her tea and leave. <laughs> she's done. <laughs> Not drinking her tea and leaving. She's making her tea and leaving. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so DK signed an extension last year. I did. Didn't last he sign like a three-year extension? Yeah, three-year 72. So. Okay. As long as I, they, DK that also, sounded familiar. I think DK also might be at that point where it's like, just give me the money. So... Sometimes you got to be that way. But I mean, think about it, though. When I want to say, who was it that that first set that market at like that 20 million mark? I can't remember the wide receiver. But when that 20 million mark got breached. (laughs) Oh, the interns are allowed. Yes, they are allowed. I was actually talking to her, asking her something. Now she's fixing her tea before she go to bed. 
But um, no, like they, they, they. Once they breach twenty, I was like twenty five ain't gonna be that far out. Nah. And then you know you started seeing when I saw Tyreek get thirty, I was like, it's up to me for wide receivers. Because now they're all going to, you're going to get guys that are like technically a wide receiver two that are going to get paid like a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. T. Higgins comes to mind because they look good and put up numbers when you See, have Larry, that other guy uh, on the other side of you. But then yeah. when you are the guy, now you got to put up those numbers or better. Some guys can do it and some guys can't. I'm yeah. sorry, but I think it's it, – I'm not going to say money wasted on a guy like a T. Higgins. I'm just going to say make sure you surround him with the kind of talent that can the crazy take thing some of the attention away from him. Is T. Higgins the number three in – or is he the number two? Because sometimes he's the number one. That's the good thing about that, uh, that Bengals room is Jamar Chase isn't always the number one. And he because, is clear the number one, but he has his games where he's the number three. There'll be some times where you'll see Tyler Boyd getting a lot of action. Boyd and, is, and, and this, he is supposed to be the number two, and Boyd is supposed to the be number the number three. But but this is this is why I tell people don't look at like when when like when you look at a, a play, the quarterback is going to go through his progressions. It just uh-huh. depends on who's one, two, and three or whatever in those progressions on that play, given that for defense. That, for that particular play, yep. Right. Now, you know, like, okay, I know what Jamar's route is on this play. I know if I just need something to happen, I can just throw it in his general direction. We can make something happen. That's cool. And then it depends on who's on him too, because if if their best, if the if you have like, uh, I can't think of a D, if you got like Sauce Gardner, let's say he's playing the Jets mm-hmm. and Jamar got Sauce Gardner on him, you know you can't throw. You're not going to be able to throw to Jamar every play. You're gonna no. get one. Or, you're gonna get one or two where Jamar go get him and he's gonna get open to get the ball. But you know that game is probably going to be Tyler Boy's game. Or it's going to be T. Higgins' game more than right. it's going to be Jamar Chase's. And another thing, too, is like you go into that game game planning knowing that we're not probably going to throw in this direction a whole lot. Now, one thing that I will say about some Hard corners, to tell the receiver that, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's mainly – I'm going to put it to you all like this. It's mainly when a corner will travel. And I, I would talk about this all the time with my homeboy, Stanford Route, because he played the game, college, you know, NFL. He and he does TV, radio, media, and coaches and stuff now and trains. But when he and I would always talk about corners and DBs, I, I would all we would always like we like the corners that can travel with the with the team's best receiver it don't matter if he's on the left on the right in the slot wherever that receiver goes i prefer him the same way because that's the defense he grew up playing a corner that can follow that receiver wherever they go you got some guys uh like a richard nelson i mean richard sherman who built a reputation off of being on just that one side darrell revis 
Darrell Revis. But there are some guys who will travel. Sherman had the ability to do it. It was just the defense that he played and only called for him to play. Hey, play this side. Mm-hmm. We saw when after he had the knee injuries and stuff and he had that resurgence when he went to San Francisco and they were playing a lot of press man, follow the receiver around the field type of coverage. He had it. He could. And this was later in his career after injuries. He proved he could do it. So you see like how these guys end up. Um and I think that I, I, I just prefer the corners who can travel. Sauce is a zone corner. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he travels, sometimes he doesn't. Derek it just all depends on who they who they It playing. depends on the matchup. Exactly. Yeah. Cause he's always and one thing I like about Sauce, Sauce is gonna take that number one receiver every time. Yeah. He wants that challenge, and I I like that about him. But the thing is, is primarily they play more of a zone than they play a press man. Everybody was shitting on Derrick Stingley Jr. thinking that the Texans made the wrong pick because they picked him at three. The Jets picked Sauce at four. Sauce went on to be an all-pro as a rookie. Stingley was hurt, didn't really do anything. After last, last just this past round of games, just this past week, who do you think has more career interceptions? Stingley. He has five. How many does Sauce have? I have no idea, but I know it ain't five. Two. I kept telling people, be patient. Let this kid get healthy, number one. A lot of people thought, actually, honestly, I've seen, I saw a lot of people thought Sauce was the wrong pick. Wait. Was the wrong pick for uh, the Jets? Especially two, where, they pick, where they picked him at. Number two, Stingley needed to be used correctly. Mm-hmm. Damn balloons, bro. What the hell? It's weird. We There's had, like well, we certain the, stuff I do, and the, then there's balloons and all kind of shit just start popping up. I don't even know And it's I only you. That. It is yes, only you. because we tried it last week, remember? Anyway. It's only you. It's crazy. StreamYard be tripping. But anyway, um, I said Stingley had to be used in the right kind of defense because he was used in that zone Tampa 2 scheme that Lovey Smith used to run last year and it didn't really take good advantage of his skill set. Now that he's playing in a you know, a man, press man type of defense with D'Amico Ryans, it takes better advantage of his skill set. Now he's running down the field, just following the receiver instead of playing an area of the field. So now when he's healthy, of course, you can see his athleticism on display in some of the interceptions that he's made. Mm-hmm. Because the one that he made, it was a post deep down the field. He kind of got beaten on the route and was kind of relying on his help over the top and just ended up trailing the play using his recovery speed and, I mean, just jumped up and just snatched the ball out of the air. The receiver had no shot whatsoever because he ended up catching up and then undercutting the route to snatch the ball out of the air. Um, on the one, one of the ones last, uh, the, the one last week uh, that sh- it should have been a holding or pass interference on Jalen Petrie. But um, he was able to plant and, like, cut, like, turn last minute and reposition himself to make sure he made the interception. 
I mean, you're seeing his playmaking ability and athleticism on display and the reason why when they look at, okay, this is the type of defense that we want to play. Here's the player profile for this position. He fits everything perfectly. This is why we're going to draft this guy over this guy. But I don't think that people see that kind of stuff when it comes to team building and player development. And this happens on every level on every sport. Mm -hmm. You have to be patient because good team building happens when you pick guys who fit certain things that you want to do as a team in whatever yep. sport you're in. And if you Especially know what with it, basketball, uh, basketball is huge. Cause a lot of times on draft night, everybody's like, who is this? Who is that person? Why did you draft him? Um, and then down the line, they turn into you know, a really good player, because especially the overseas foreign players, when you're not hip about them because you don't watch foreign basketball or you yep. don't watch the Olympics or anything like that, yep. your team, San Antonio did that for years and turned into some really great international players. Manu Ginobili, um, Boris Diaw. Um, oh, sure. gosh, they had another. Parker. Um, Tony Parker, of course. Yeah. Um, there was another like big... Tony Kukoc was one of them. Remember, everybody was like Tony, but Tony people don't remember Tony was killing it. He was Tony an MVP. Was he was an MVP. Tony was Jordan in the overseas. League, I think. Yeah, he was Jordan overseas. So it was either the Spanish league or the Italian league or one of those top leagues in Europe. He was an MVP. But in football, for example, um, like let's say with an offensive line. If you have more of a power run scheme, you're going to draft guys who can block that type of scheme, guys who are more physical, who are stronger, bigger, whatever. If you have more of, let's say, a zone blocking scheme, you're going to draft guys who are slimmer, smaller, quicker, you know, maybe not as strong. Um, so if you like a more of a ball control type of pass game, you may draft and build around bigger physical more receivers mm -hmm. if you like more deep or crossing routes or quick things you may draft smaller quicker guys yep. it just depends on how you want to run your offense as to how you're going to draft and fill these positions yep but i just love the way the way the where the league is now because you see a little bit of everything on certain teams like um a perfect example. I don't mean to beat a dead horse or keep going over it, but that Eagles 49ers game, both of those teams have elements of power run game, a zone blocking, a finesse, spread. Yep. Um, All depends on who. RPO. What, like with um, us, it depends on what, what running back is in because if Gainwell's in, it's more of a finesse run game compared yes. to if Swift's in, Swift's a power running back. And I love uh, Jalen. If Jalen's going to run the ball, Jalen's a power. He could turn into a power back. Exactly. And I love Gainwell because I want to say Gainwell was the other guy that was at Memphis with uh, Tony Pollard, who plays for the Cowboys. I believe and he was. The, both of those guys were like running back slash wide receivers at Memphis. And they come into the league and they're good at both, you know, running and catching the ball out of the backfield for their respective teams. So I, I just, I love where the league is at. I love where it's going. I, I love the fact that 
I love the fact that the intern is mixing up her tea and she has on her headphones, so she really don't know how, how she Listen, mixed up her tea. I thought we were in Get Out for a second. I was like, hold on. Am I about to go into a trance? All I heard was the clinking. I was like, oh, man. Damn. They didn't came and got Shit. Oh, she said, now she hears, oh, my bad. Thought we wouldn't get out bro, for a second. I swear, man. bro. I'm going to give him a shout out right quick because their their uh, pharmacology class got like over $2,000 worth of grants. Whereas Ooh. every other class only got about 500 or so. So I hope my bag of brown sugar that I contributed to the, whatever experiment that they're doing helped. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Since he can't say nothing back, I'm about to get Dre ass real quick. Oh, they. She said they're making cookie mix. It's Ooh. a. How do you make cookies in a pharmacology class? It's because of like measuring, converting, and all that. Oh, okay. I, okay. I'll allow it. it so before I say it. something, before I say something, look at Dre's comment. What did Dre say? That's why he laughing because he know what I'm about to say. Look at this comment. Thank you for the explanation, intern. <laughs> okay, okay, bake the cookies, bring them home. Appreciate it. Send two of them to Virginia. Key says, send two to Virginia. <laughs> she said, did you have sure, sure do. Sure do. Hey. If I did not have it that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as he said, uh, that teacup made me think I was going to the sunken place. <laughs> like you ain't already there, brother. Bro. You have been there, I know brother. Where you you're there. You, you're there. <laughs> you're okay? there. You can't, you're never escaping. Okay? You like, uh, hey. what's old boy, that, when they were at the little uh, tea party outside? Uh... I'll be honest, I don't know because I ain't never watched it. Oh, I ain't watched that movie in so long. You've been there. It don't matter. You've been there. You ain't coming out of it. Uh, you're you're a slate. No, I'm not gonna say that. Never mind. You're hey. in. No, I can't say that either. No, nope. you're trapped. You're trapped. You're trapped. That's it. You're trapped. Uh, what did KG say earlier? <laughs> I'm looking for the comment right now. I'm scrolling back. Uh, you're trapped. Uh, don't say it. We recording. <laughs> Can't say that word, uh, especially where you live at. Hey. Anyway, hey, hey. Like and you were saying, and if your lovely wife is watching, it's all jokes. Uh, yeah, it's, just jokes. it's all jokes. It's I promise just jokes. You. Promise. We love you. Uh, it's all jokes. Scouts honor. We got you. Promise. See how you do the blows again. I, bro, I don't know. It, Did the, did the peace sign do it? Because that's what you just. Hey. It was a okay, we figure one out. Hold on, we figure one out. Let's see this one do again. Hey. <laughs> see, we starting to get it now. And why I can't do it? This is crazy. Peace sign. No problems. Right, that's cool. Oh, let's go ahead and deal with the elephant in the room because we've been uh, we've been college. holding back that monster for for a long time. That's what I told her. Uh, college football. Bro. Hey. College football is crazy. College football is crazy. Uh, so you want to get into Sat? Let's go Saturday first. Yep. Well, Friday, Friday. Army got, Army uh, plays Navy at two o'clock on Saturday. 
Oh yeah. Well, no, I was talking about this past Saturday. Oh, but I was like, I forgot about Friday. Uh, Washington, Oregon played. Bro, uh, really good game. Um, bro, fuck all that. I'm going straight <laughs> to the meat on the bone. All right, we just gonna let's let's just take no no no, no. To, to Ge- Georgia. Georgia and Alabama first because that set it all. That's what set all of this off. Texas winning was fine. We knew Texas was going to mm-hmm. win. But Georgia, Alabama is actually what set Sunday off because, mm-hmm. nope, I I said it last week. But a lot of people did not think Alabama was going to go into Georgia and did do what they did. It was a great game, though. I watched from beginning to end. It was a great game. Um. I just think Alabama wanted it more, and they showed it. They showed it, and they set off a uh, nuclear bomb. Yes, it was them. They set off a nuclear bomb that – and also Florida State. Florida State um, and Uh – Florida State and Louisville was a great defensive game. I'm going to say that first. But see, here's the thing. Florida State defense is some dogs. Um, they are. And Louis- and- Louisville defense wasn't bad either. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if it was because of who was playing quarterback because I don't want to take anything away from what they did also on defense. Mm-hmm. But I feel like different quarterback, different game. Yep. Um, the fact that the Florida State quarterback only had 55 yards entire game. Talk about it. I think – and everybody hates to say it. And I agree with a lot of what the analysts have been saying. It does not matter who is at quarterback. That team went undefeated 13-0 and the entire season. They deserve to be in that four-team uh, playoff. And the more I thought about it, my stance from Sunday changed, and I kind of agree. Hey. They earned it. It's not about one player because that's showing mm-hmm. that, and I get what was said also. It's showing that one player makes the team, and I don't think that's the case when that defense plays the way they play. I feel like I feel like they should have been there. I do. Hey, what have I been calling for for the last few weeks? Chaos, and that's what we got. Chaos. Man, we gotta work on this audio. It oh, it is a delay. I can tell because like, man, no, it's low. Oh, yeah, because the music bad. was low. I was trying to tell you the music was low too when you played it. Let me see. I heard. I well, I'm sure they can hear it, but yeah, that. Oh man, I I do think Florida State should have got in. Um, it's a travesty that the 13 and no team is being is having to go play a different bowl game and not play to go to the national championship just because mm-hmm. of their quarterback getting hurt. Um, I I think it says uh, – I think the committee got it wrong. It, and it took me a while. After, like I said, initially I didn't. I don't have the same outrage as the fans do. I'm going I'm to take an email. I'm going to go email. I'm not going to name no names. I'm going to say the fans. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna say the fans, but I get why they're upset. Your team goes 13 and 0, and regardless of who the quarterback is, regardless of the quarterback being hurt, that team earned that. And to take it away from that team, I I hate it for them. Like it, it sucks. It really does. Luckily, next year, you know, we're going to a 12 team, and 
hope we'll probably have the same chaos because a lot of those teams from the Pac-12 are now going into the Big Ten, the Big East, the um, well, not the Big East, the Big East. Well, is the Big East still around in yeah. football? Okay, yeah. Um, going into the SEC, you got Texas going over to the SEC. I like that they're going to twelve just because with all of those team, those good teams from those conferences coming into these power conferences now you're going to get a lot more one loss two loss teams i don't think you're going to i honestly don't think you're going to get an undefeated team anymore this might be the eight and it could be florida state could do it again possibly but or some other team in a lower conference like that but in those bigger conferences you're not going to get an undefeated team anymore because there's more competition coming in now yeah definitely but for this year, chaos. It was just utter chaos. It was utter chaos, and I love it. I, I got a uh, bit. I got Texas Bama in the championship, though. Hey, I got Texas winning, bro. That that Bama would be price. here. Here, the reason why I'm not going to disagree with you here, and you know, normally, like, because I've been on, I've been on. Georgia I love watching number one. I think Michigan yeah. was the best team in the country all year. I've been saying that for a while. I said Georgia is going to fuck around and lose a game because Washington they... was clearly the third best out of all of them. Exactly. And Florida is... State was the fourth best. I'm a I'm gonna put it to you like this: when the committee put that clause in there, where they said the availability of player players and or coach or coaches, and Dre and Dre said that when I saw that, I was like. Bama, I mean, Michigan, even though Michigan got lucky mm-hmm. that Harbaugh only got three games. And it was the last three games of their season before honestly, the CFP. I think Michigan still would have got in because they still went 3-0 and with the head, with the assistant head coach. Even though Harbaugh was gone, Harbaugh was still able to coach. They didn't suspend him where he had to be away from the school. He just couldn't coach those games. Right. It was a game. He was still suspension. there for preparation. Yeah. Right. It was a game suspension, not a program suspension. It wasn't like you're suspended from the program or you're on but indefinite I think leave. If you're it was a program and he had for got, three games. Let's say he had got five games or something like that, and he got mm-hmm. those two going into the playoffs. Michigan might have been looking on the outside too, regardless of what they done, because that clause. I'm gonna put it to you like this. I no, hate that no. clause. That clause is stupid. It, I hate it, it. It is what it is until it ain't what it ain't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, those three games, they beat Maryland at Maryland only by a touchdown. That was the first game without Harbaugh. They beat number two, Ohio State, by six points without Harbaugh. Uh-huh. And then they beat number, I believe it was number 16. Yeah, number 16, Iowa. A, a notoriously tough team. Another one of those teams where you just know their player profile, what they're going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. 26 nothing. So they had a one-score victory on the road against a, a, a conference opponent who they should have beat by more. Mm-hmm. They beat the number two team in the country by one score in their place. And then they blanked uh, the other ranked team from the other you know, division in their conference, in the conference championship. When you do that, it's like okay, I see why they probably would have gotten in. There's no drop off. Still suspended because there was no drop off. Now looking at, at Florida, Florida State, State, offensively there was a drop off. 
huge drop off. Actually, there wasn't because uh, Rodermaker, prior to the concussion last week, was playing amazing. Okay, in the no- Florida game, he was 12 of 25 for 134. But look at the score of the game. It was 24 to 15. What was the next week? That next oh. week, uh, they beat because he played was, three, they beat Louisville. Okay, no, no, no. I thought he played two. I thought he's going from two. the Florida game first because the other game was North Alabama. Okay, because that's I mean, the one like, he played two. It, it, but yeah, I, I, I could probably, I, I'm yeah. not saying we, we would win like maybe 13 to seven if we played North Alabama and I was quarterback at Florida State. Cause I ain't but gonna lie, I'm old. My, my whole thing was my arm is shot. But I nine still times think I out of ten, my thing is nine times out of ten, Rodemaker was gonna play because they have what a month before they play their games. So Rodemaker nine times out of ten is gonna be the quarterback, not uh whoever played uh Saturday against North Alabama. Rodemaker was thirteen of twenty three for two seventeen and two scores. Okay, so that, I mean, I I still don't think there was a drop off from uh from their previous quarterback. I think the drop off really was from Rodemaker to the third string, because the third string only put up fifty five points. I mean, fifty five yards, and barely yeah. got that. Barely. Yeah, but I mean, was horrible. When he we... played horrible, and I think the committee wasn't looking at it like Rodemaker is coming back. They were looking at it like. I he's got four weeks, but he's probably not going to play. And I'm like, his he didn't go into uh, concussion protocol until the game was over. Yeah, but you know how they they take that shit serious nowadays. Like it's just no, no, no. They definitely do. They definitely they take do. that shit real serious but nowadays. Think, and I'm glad that they do. But it, it's think, one of those things where I feel like in a month by January by the January first game, Rodermaker would have been ready to go, and. But let's say Florida State got in. Who didn't get in? Did Alabama? Okay, that's where the, that's where the chaos was going to come in. Let's, honestly, let's look Texas, at it like this: Does Texas get in because Texas beat Bama, or does Bama, get in had, because Bama beat the number one team? Rodermaker had five touchdowns, no interceptions. Right? Uh huh. You would think that would be oh hey, this guy's great. He's good. Completion percentage: fifty-seven point one percent. Not when you, when your defense is playing like that, that's not bad. When, when you're in college and you're you are sub like 62, 63 or so percent, that's terrible. That but when you look at the way their defense has been playing, and the defense has been dogging all season. I mean, they have. I'm not gonna take that from them because they started it with frustrating the hell out of LSU and Jane Daniels. He still had a really good game against that defense, but it was their defense that caused them to, you know, pretty much lose that game. But this is the thing. It's not saying, and, and to the people, later. I'm not going to save a lot of that for later. But the fans. The fans. But Jordan Travis made that big of a difference because. It wasn't that he was that good that he should be considered for the Heisman. It's the fact that 
the drop off between him and his backup and his third string was so far. It was from him to the, so, the backup to the third string. I mean, it was because I, I don't think because that's why I said I don't think the Rodder I don't think Rodermaker was a huge drop off. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. I ain't gonna put it like that because him and Jordan Travis are not in the same atmosphere, bro. But that was a, that was a pretty significant drop off between Travis Glenn, and Glenn, Rodermaker. Glenn is the is the drop off because the, it was the, fifty five yards. I'm gonna put barely, it to you like this: barely. It's Hell, like Rodermaker to Glenn drop off was what's horrible. Going from from Jordan Travis to Rodermaker. It's like, okay, I got a Ferrari, but now I'm going to like uh, one of these Lexus sports sedans, like a GS, right? Still a very nice car, a luxury vehicle. You would like, anybody would, wouldn't mind driving it, I don't think, unless they have some sort of moral objection or something like that. But I mean, it's still a really nice vehicle. Yeah. It has a little get up and go, but that ain't a Ferrari. And then you go to Glenn. That drop off from Rodemaker to Glenn was like going from a GS Lexus to like we got a Civic. Damn, I don't like Civics. Uh, 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 it's not. It's, it's an electric uh, Civic at that. Uh, eighty-five Civic. So That's you only played. getting you only getting like two hundred miles to the charge, and then you got to stop off at the charge station and charge again. That was the drop-off. You went basically from a Ferrari all the way down to an electric electric charge Civic. I'm not I'm not shooting down electric cars or anything like that because my sister got one and it's it's kind of badass because I, I, I drove in it before, but you you still have a decent vehicle, it's just not the vehicle you had before. And you have to think about it. Okay, if we're going on a cross-country road trip or something like that. Yes, this Ferrari is going to get us there much quicker. We're going to spend more money on gas and everything. But I mean, God damn, like we're driving a Ferrari. Can we do it in this Lexus? Yes, you can still do it in the Lexus. You won't get there as fast. It'll still be a comfortable ride and it may be okay. But I mean, it's not this Ferrari or, or let's say this Bentley or whatever, you know, more comfortable ride. But then when you go down to that little Civic, you're like, bruh. I'm too big to fit in the Civic for that damn long. Like, that's going to – my knees, my back, my shoulder, everything going to hurt when I get out of that car. I'm going to be pissed off. Man. I'd rather I mean, like ride I said, in I'm, that Bentley. I'll settle for the Lexus. I can't do the Civic. I'm just glad they're going to a 12 team next year. Like we said, it's still going to be the – we still going to get chaos with that too. Oh, for sure. There's going to be sure. a lot of one loss, a lot of two, and a lot of three. Um, at that that end part to get in, um, this year Florida State just happened to get the bad end of the straw. You know, uh, bad luck. It sucks. Mm-hmm. But again, um, I, I did ask a question. I said if Florida State had got in, right? Because mm-hmm. me and you were texting about this. Mm-hmm. Georgia and Texas were nine times out of ten the two that were going to get in. Georgia, Georgia losing put them out. I don't really care about the whole. They were number one all year. They won two championships back to back, longest win streak. None of that matters once you lose in the conference championship game when you're undefeated at the end of the season. 
you yep. automatically go from one to like six or seven. I think they went to one to six. Yeah. You all you automatically move out of that four regardless. Exactly. And, and unless we the were... other teams are that bad that you get to stay right there. If they're not, then you leave. And my so thing the argument was... was was Bama and Texas. Mm-hmm. I felt like Texas is better because they beat them. Mm-hmm. They beat them. Yep. Even though Bama beat Georgia, Texas still was better. They both end up getting in, but let's say Florida State had got in. Who would have gotten that last uh, fourth spot, Texas or Bama? I think. In your opinion. My opinion, I think it would have been. I think they would have ended up picking Texas slightly over Bama because of the head-to-head. Okay. I would have put Alabama in personally. Probably I'm because sorry. The- I, I don't even care if I stay in the state of Texas and I know I'm gonna piss a lot of good friends off. I I told that, them why I thought that is it the money or is it because you think Bama's a better team? It ain't even the money or nothing like that. It was like like when we were talking about it on Sunday, I said, you know, there are certain metrics that the committee uses uh where Bama has a better I believe it was strength of record, strength of schedule, and their FPI, the football power index, was higher than Texas. Um, When you look at their opponents and their key wins and whatnot of the season, uh, Alabama's opponents, excuse me, key wins were better than what Texas had. Um, Texas had a lot of key wins, but the one thing, the, the, the thing that people can cling to with in that argument is that they played head to head in Texas one. And I'm like, okay, that's a huge thing right there. But if you weigh everything else, like everything that you factor into it. And I assign like some sort of point system or value system to it. Alabama's points would outweigh Texas's points even though Texas gets a huge chunk of points for being for winning that head-to-head matchup, it's the cumulative of all of what Bama brings to the table that would put, <clears throat> excuse me, would put them over Texas, in my opinion. That's just how I had it. Um, you can call it SEC bias. You can call it uh, delusional, whatever. Which is what everybody wants to call it, the SEC bias, but... And it's there. I mean, we're not going to act like it's not there. It's been there for years. We see it every year where a SEC team gets in because of the money. It's mm-hmm. always the money. SEC travels. Their fans travel no matter – especially if it's Bama, Georgia, LSU. Um, Florida. Florida. Florida for um, sure. There's I'll some Tennessee say, fans that'll travel, I believe. I'm, but, I'm gonna be honest. I'll even say that about the ACC. Miami, Miami teams are gonna travel. Some yes and no. I would say the best traveling ACC teams might be Florida State. I would Clemson, say Florida State, Auburn, Auburn for sure. SEC, Auburn's SEC. Well, Auburn fans travel too. Um, yes, they they do because they I do. got a good buddy of mine out here that went to Auburn, and he and I, if we don't call or text each other for nothing else, Auburn LSU week, we talking shit all week, and then we'll say, hey, what bourbon did you try? Hey, I'm bowling some crawfish or something. Like that's how it'll end up going. But like, 
I think Clemson has a good traveling squad. Um, there's yeah. some ACC teams that will travel, but just the thing about it is, though, it's like people have to learn in sports there's going to be pleasure, there's going to be pain. Yep. There's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. Uh-huh. Uh, Dre said there's definitely SEC bias, but it is what it is. And the thing is, is like when you look at the national champions over the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. SEC, Big 12, and Big 10 bias, of course. Big, heavy. And the SEC has won the majority of those. Yep. Like they went on the street where I want to say the SEC won like six or seven, eight straight national championships. And a friend of mine, she we were in a group chat, and she was like, the SEC should be penalized because they play these cupcake teams later in the season. And I didn't say it at the time, but I wanted to tell her, like, okay, what happens? Do you credit them for playing tougher teams at the beginning of the season? Because LSU just had a home-and-home with UT. Uh, Alabama had a home-and-home with UT, USC, and um, – a couple other schools recently the sec plays you know other power five schools out of conference they just do it earlier in the season instead of later in the season most of them do it like week one week two exactly they get them out the way early get so them out the way early because i know ncaa football used to do that when you go through your like mm-hmm. when you're doing the coaching joint yep. you go through your season when you're getting ready to start the season and you Scheduling that schedule, yep. <laughs> I always, you know, what's crazy. I always take out the cupcake game. I was the person that would always have the A plus schedule rating, yep, because I would take out that uh FC whoever that they, they they would have you playing. Like, I don't want to play these low teams. Like, no, give me who's I'm going through the schedule. Like, all right, where you rank? Ah, right, yeah, if, Bro, especially I if I'm number one, let me knock off number two real quick. Let me go and get them out the way. I, I, I would schedule not. against the number two team in the first two weeks because I'm like, nah, one, I want to show I'm the better team and I'm mm-hmm. down. Two, I want to get you out the way. Get your one loss early. Go yeah. Like, I, I put it to you like this, bro. I made sure I always had that A-plus schedule because I knew how the little computer ranking thing would work, right? I would make sure I scheduled the toughest schedule I could possibly schedule every single out of conference game exactly i want michigan give me give me i want usc i want all these schools i want all the smoke i want everybody that's in if you at least somewhere one through 15 Mm -hmm. preferably one through 10 preferably one through five if i can do it but i always made sure i had a ranked it was almost a ranked game every week yeah I, and that's that's what I shot for because it was like I wanted to make sure I do it. But I I like I, I got tired of the leagues and Madden and everything because we we would have all 32 teams had a user. We had everything structured to make it as realistic as possible. Somewhere along the lines, lines got blurred. It stopped being fun. I was just like, you know what? I'm out. NCAA football gonna come out. I was like, that will definitely bring me back in because I like the recruiting, I like the scheduling, I like you know all of that, the aspects of it, and you know to put it on the next gen game systems that we have now, the PS5 is gonna be that much 
of a better experience than what we used to enjoy, you know, 10, 15 years ago with the same game. So me, myself, I'm a fan and I can't wait. Um, before we get to our rants right quick, I just wanted to touch on a couple of MLB things, news, news and notes. Uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox made a very rare trade. Oh, bro. I, 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 it literally came out. I had got home from work and everything and was chilling, doing some prep for the show, or whatever. And then I saw this trade pop up. Uh, outfielder Alex Verdugo goes from the Red Sox to the Yankees uh, for some right handed pitchers, mm. for a couple of pitchers and whatnot. Probably from like, the farm system. Yeah, I think it was some prospects or whatever. Um, this is just the eighth trade between the Yankees and the Red Sox since 1969. Because <laughs> they hate each other. That's why. Bro. They hate each other. I wouldn't trade with my rival either. That's like that's like the Cowboys and the Eagles trading with each other every year. Or like the, the Steelers trading with anybody in the AFC North. I, I could see that before I see the Yankees and the Red Sox with each other, to be honest with you. When it happens, it's always a shock when it happens. It's never a blockbuster trade. It's always some small like that. I think the last blockbuster one, I don't even think it was one. I don't think it's ever been. Uh, Babe Ruth. That was like 1918 or something like that. I don't think it's been one. I don't think it's been a blockbuster one since then. Not trade. We now there's been free agents that have left Boston and came to mm -hmm. the Yankees, which has always shocked people. Like, how do you go from here to here? When especially if you play with Boston for ten plus years, it's like, how do you, how do you do? There's this? there's guys that have gone <laughs> back and forth with free agency, but uh -huh. the trade thing. Mm -mm. Never. That's a no no. Never, never big names. Like I said, the only... probably was the last one where we traded. He traded and left Boston and came to uh, the Yankees. The only other significant thing in baseball is this kind of peculiar Shohei Otani free agency where Nobody people knows. thought it was going to be on and popping. And he's staying, right? It's going to be all this offers and 500 million and all this. And it's Boy, basically. Coming down to like maybe two, maybe three teams. I think it's because, and honestly, I think he may have already told his agent, "Hey, it's either I'm staying here, or I'm going here and going here." A lot of times, players don't want to, because we see it in football and basketball too, where players are like, "Look, I don't even want the rest of you guys to even waste your time. Go on, find somebody yep. else. Don't worry about me. This I don't want to." What I'm looking at. Yeah, I don't want to mess y'all up where y'all are trying to throw all your eggs or a lot of your eggs over here. A uh, perfect example it. is uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Cowboys, Kevin Durant, of course. Uh, uh, Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard. Like As soon as he hit the waiver, he said it's Cowboys, Eagles. That's the only people I visiting. think it was maybe. Honestly, I, don't, I think he honestly. and this I think it was like maybe read. one other team, right? That, uh -huh. that could have possibly been in the mix, or it was uh, just Cowboys and Eagles. It was just because, Cowboys and Eagles. I think they I know said, that, uh, Zach I know that was the two visits that he had, but I Zach thought that. Kurt, I know Zach hasn't had a visit yet. With okay. The, they said Zach is between Eagles, of course, 
uh, Baltimore, the Ravens. and it was somebody else. Um, I know it was Philly, Baltimore. I heard the Chiefs, but to me, the Chiefs make no sense just because no, no, Travis no, no, no. was there. And that's that just to me. Perfect sense. Perfect sense. I think because... the Eagles make sense because Goddard's there. Same no. thing with... Same thing it, with Travis. It no would be the same thing, except yeah, yeah, yeah. when you think about it, if you go to Kansas City, you're going to be expected to pass catch more, help pass catch more. And you're familiar with the coach. Exactly. You're familiar with that system and everything. I hate to admit it. But... Semi-familiar with that system. But the thing is, is you're going to pass catch more. I hate that. And you're going to probably be I featured think... more because – I think Baltimore is a better place. Oh, easily. And we talked it, about that well, too. We, like uh somebody I said, think in the we space. talked about that like Saturday or Sunday or something. Sunday. Yeah. I think it I think it depends on what he wants. If he wants to go and be a number one uh tight end and be a every down ex, you know, every play, Baltimore be is featured more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're okay with being, because Goddard clearly said he's back for. Uh, I seen the reports today. He wants to play every snap he can Sunday against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. um, which is the last time he played. Actually, he got hurt against the Cowboys. So, um, and I think that's why he wants to play because he got hurt against. Yeah, something to prove. But here's yeah. the here's the. Thing well, I don't even hurts. think he's got something to prove. It's. When I go back and watch that play, it was the way they it was the way he got tackled, and it wasn't even like he was like trying to uh put his hand down to you know to uh finesse the fall, like they really mm-hmm. drove him down, and that's what broke his arm. But I, I, I would, I think Hertz is gonna come because one, he's close to, to the record of uh, he's 11 catches away from the all time uh receiving record or is it the tight end record? I think it's, it's one of them. It's, it's eleven them. it's eleven catches though. I do know but that. But I part know when he left Philly, they were talking about he was close to that. But like get circling back to Otani real quick to close up on all this free agency crap. But basically what's going on with Shohei's free agency, there's only a handful of teams that can afford to pay him what he believes he's worth. And when you only have two, maybe three teams involved that he really wants to go to that can actually afford to pay him what he wants to get paid, it's not as exciting as everybody thought it was. And baseball has pretty much cannibalized itself by crippling the smaller market teams and enabling the larger market teams by putting the tiers on the cap to where you have these different tiers where there's the the cap is here there's this luxury tax and then there's this big luxury tax and teams that have the money are always going to outspend outbid and out luxury tax teams that don't have the money. So when you get into a bidding war for a big time free agent like this at the top of the class, generational, literally generational talent, there won't be as much excitement and whatnot generated because there's only going to be so many contenders. And that's where I think that he's at right now. Whereas when you look at it on a smaller scale, going back to to like football or something, when you got a Zach Ertz sitting out there at a crucial time in the season, everybody's going to be bidding for his services. 
There's only going to yep. be so many teams that can afford to pay him the rate that he's going to want for the rest of the season. And he knows and understands that. But at the same time, he's looking at I'm older. Um, I'm on the downside of my career. Mm-hmm. Where can I go right now midseason to probably win a ring and like try to latch on somewhere and secure my legacy, win a ring, whatever? Because he ain't looking for money. He's nah. just looking for a legacy. And, and, and the good thing and was he didn't play a lot in, with the Cardinals. So he's actually like fresh in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seen also today, uh, and the, the Eagles were looking at bringing back in the Dominican Sue, kind of the same way they did last season at the same point, mm-hmm. uh, for the same type of role. Um, it's similar I, to a couple weeks Miami, ago. Miami's also looking at bringing in, uh, wait, I'm glad you said Miami. What's his name? Uh, from, they, uh, they, uh, the Saints signed Jason Pierre Paul to their practice squad. I saw the Lions that brought in same uh, week, Michael. that same week, or later that week, whatever. The Dolphins signed JPP off the Saints practice squad onto their main roster. I saw that. Uh, that other line, that other outside linebacker got hurt because they needed another pass rusher. Mm. It was literally like boom, boom, like just that quick. And I was like, wait a minute. How's he going to the Dolphins? He literally just signed with the Saints. And I missed it that he signed on the Saints practice squad, not the main roster. So just little tweaks and things like that of the transaction wire, you really got to pay attention to, especially this time of year in football, because it's getting to be that stretch run of the season. We're over the midway point and teams are trying to shape up their rosters. Guys are getting hurt. They need to build depth so on and so forth. So just pay attention to your transaction wire and roster and things like that. This time Ruben Foster, that's who it is. Uh, yes. Miami's working out Ruben Foster because of Jerome Baker. Uh, yes. He's he's week to week, but they've also, they also lost the other linebacker. I um, cannot remember number 15. And he went and planted in the ground. It was a not, another, another non-contact. Non-contact. He got off the ball. He was over the right tackle, rushing on the outside. I think he took his first step or the second step. But it was, to me, it was scary because the injury that he had and watching, knowing the injury that he had and then watching the replay of it, you can see exactly when it happened. Because Uh as soon as he went to plant, he just dropped. And it was almost like he got shot. And it was, it was like, oh, shit. Like, that's not good. That's, it's really how it looked, though. He just went down and just laid there. It was a similar way to how Christian Kirksey went down, except it was, I want to say, it was his Achilles that the, the linebacker from Miami tore, and then Kirk, it was a, a core muscle. Yeah, it was, like, almost near the groin. I can't yeah. find the Lion one, but uh, they brought in, they signed a, a key free agent uh, defensive tackle. Um, if I find it at some point, I'll say his name, but. Uh, but th- there's going to be a lot of like I, we were talking about it Sunday, and like I said, there's going to be a lot of roster moves towards yeah, the middle end of the season because you got a lot of injuries. Is. And the thing is, is like you're going to have um, there's not going to be guys that you can you can expect to come in and just totally uh, Jalen Phillips for the uh, for the Dolphins was the guy yes. who got hurt. Yes. Um, but 
you're not going to get like some world beater who's going to come in and just set everything on fire and then be able to like make this huge, huge impact on the team. Oh, uh, uh, Tyson Alualu is the D tackle that that's who it was. I can never say his name. I can never sign his name. This was crazy real quick. He was picked like ninth or 10th in that draft by the Jags. Yep. Never panned out to be a ninth or 10th overall pick, but has stayed in the league because he's a solid player in the middle of a defense. Yep. Guys like that. for that Lions defense. The thing is, is that teams will get infatuated with certain physical attributes or workouts or something like that and overdraft the guy when, in fact, he was just a solid rotational player who should have been drafted good third, much later on. Fourth round, fifth round. Exactly. He was he was somebody's second, third, fourth, maybe fifth round. Somebody like saw something and gave him that money. That's what he exactly. did. Exactly. Guaranteed. There's always going to be something somebody sees, and there's going to be a difference of opinion. And I'm gonna go ahead. I don't know if you got yours ready, but I'm gonna just let this leave. Oh no, I don't even. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even have one this week. I was gonna piggyback a little bit off of yours, cool. but I'm gonna let you, you. You got the full time this week. It's all you, brother. Cool. Because sometimes there's gonna be a difference of opinion. People aren't gonna feel the same way as others feel. Shit happens. Life be life, and it is what it is. Right. So this whole Florida State debacle and Alabama getting in, SEC bias, we shouldn't be penalized for this. And, well, if Jordan Travis is going to cause them to miss out on the college football playoffs, he should get the Heisman or he should get votes for the Heisman. Blah, 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 blah. All this shit, right? People talking about Florida State not making it in. The committee plainly said, if there is a player or players, coach or coaches, whatever it is, however they phrase it, because I'm just paraphrasing here. Basically, what they say is if, if some people missing and we feel like that's going to screw y'all up, we got the right to leave y'all ass out. And that's what happened. Now, I will admit, me being who I am, liking to have all types of you know foolishness and things like that going on i'll admit i was heavily rooting for a whole lot of i was rooting for chaos i wanted it to happen i love it i thrive off of it it gets me going but the fact that everybody is whining and crying and oh florida state this and florida state that i'm gonna just tell y'all i don't care i really don't i will fill my cup with your tears. Cry me a river. 
You can cry all day, all night if y'all want. I don't care. Somebody was going to get screwed this season. I saw this coming weeks ago. Y'all can ask Keys. I said it's going to be so sad at the end of the season when somebody get left out that felt like they should have been in. I said there's going to be chaos. I said George is going to lose a game and it's going to call everybody to tumble. I said, watch what's going to happen between Michigan and Ohio State. Don't be surprised if the winner of that game loses to Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. It could happen. It didn't, but it could. Iowa got dogged. Iowa got dogged. Oregon couldn't figure out Washington. That would have been real good to see that. You would have thought they would have figured them out because you played them already, and you played them tight. You yeah, you win. got you got film on them. It's crazy. Go ahead. We had everything going. Everything was set up to. Louisville had the opportunity to dead all of this. Louisville actually could have done it. They they were very close, but that that Florida State defense was just they couldn't get it done. They couldn't. That defense was just too. Uh, too great and and texas handled business it is what it is right and bama handled business they bama, stood, bama stood <laughs> they, on they business. stood on business they stood on business but let me tell you why i have very little to no sympathy for florida state because there's always going to be something that's going to cause you to lose out or miss out on something Right. I'll never forget as a Saints fan. Unabashed Saints fan, born and raised in the 504. When the Rams had that pass interference on that sideline against Deontay Hardy and the referee is standing literally a few feet from the play and he don't call it. And that literally cost your team basically a chance to go to a Super Bowl. Right. I just feel as if there's always going to be somebody that gets screwed. Things happen. There's nothing you can do about it. You played all of your games that are on your schedule and you won them. However, when you look at the eyeball test of that Florida State team, whether it's the third string guy or the backup guy, that team is not the same team that won all those other games this year. They're just not. That offense ain't the same. Honestly, even with Jordan Travis, they still were out of the all the teams. They people were still saying they were the weakest, even with Jordan Travis. So, and this is why. It, I mean, I think Sloan brought this up when all of us were talking about it. You have to also make sure you factor in the money portion of things simply because when you look at the college football playoff, you want results. You want money. You want you want tickets sold. You want merchandise bought. You want ads paid for. You want hotels, restaurants, whatever city that those games viewership, are in. Viewership. You want all that because you're going to charge a premium price all those advertisers so you want people to be tuning in 
you want people to come to that city so that way you can say, hey, when we have the CFP in your city, you're going to get this financial windfall of X amount of millions of dollars, right? All that good shit. I'm sorry, Florida State fans. I've been there before. Like I said, I've been a fan of the team that's gotten screwed over by a call or whatever it is, right? I've been there. It was going to happen to somebody. It just so happened to be y'all. And it just so happened to be this year. It just so happened to be an injury. It just so happened that you were undefeated and two one-loss teams got in over you. It sucks, but them's the breaks. Life be life. Some of y'all don't know how to deal with adversity. And you, you, you allow that to control you from a standpoint of you allow this thing that's supposed to be this outlet, this game, have too big of a say over your life. And I'm just telling y'all this from a position of a person who went from letting sports and outcomes of games and whatnot affect his whole mood and everything else to the point where I can sit here and I'll never forget watching the saints get screwed on that call and having to finish writing the article for the publication that I was writing for at the time about that game. I literally looked at the TV, watched the game go off, shook my head, took a sip of my drink, put my cup back down and kept typing. And that's where I'm at with this right now, because I've gotten to a point where I can let it hurt, but I don't let that hurt project out. And some of y'all got way too emotional about this. And you have bigger and better things to concern yourselves about. Like, I had a cousin who... Like, real life. Bruh, I had a cousin. I, I shit you not. If the Saints would lose... We wouldn't want to talk to do to at least Thursday, maybe Friday. I used to be like that with the Lakers and a little with the Eagle, but definitely with the Lakers. Yeah, don't talk to me during the season. Them Kobe years where we sucked, boy. Bro, I've I've literally been the guy that like threatens a family member with a weapon over the Saints losing. Yeah, I've been there. Like that that happened and I had to apologize to him and everything. And like, bro, look. I can cuss I my mom out. And upset and whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I can cuss my girl out. <laughs> like, bro. It get I, like that. Like, I, I think don't talk I, to me. And, and and here's the thing. Here's another, like pulling back a little bit of the personal curtain, but like my grandmother, rest in peace, was one of the best and biggest shit talkers I knew. Like when the Saints made it to the Super Bowl against the Colts, this woman was posted up in her wheelchair with Colts gear on and a Peyton Manning T-shirt in a house full of Saints fans. She did not give one flying fuck because she was like, no, I watched that boy grow up. I watched him play sports and everything else. I'm rooting for my boy. I don't care what y'all say. 
my aunt, my grandmother's youngest sister, rest in peace, she sent me a crystal football with a crimson ribbon tied around it with a note attached to it that said, Alabama is the real dynasty, not LSU. Mind you, my grandmother and her sister grew up literally in the, not like on the other side of the river from LSU in the Baton Rouge area. My great aunt was an Alabama fan and would talk shit to me relentlessly about Alabama over LSU. We would never let it get to the point where I'm not speaking to one of them or something like that. It was just friendly banter back and forth. That's how my family has always been. We would just, hey, we talk shit to each other. That's just what we do. But we never let it get to a point where one of us was overly emotional, erratic, whatever about it. And I just think I have some good friends, close friends. I have some, you know, acquaintances, whatever. I just think I see it way too often where people just let sports and the outcome of sports affect them way too greatly personally. Yeah. And you you let it have way too much control over your life than what you should. That fandom gets real, man. Like it does. But never to the point where you your oculars. Your oculars are clearly being heard going through the fucking roof. Bruh. I'm talking about like I'll never forget, like, I would throw furniture, like, I would have all kinds of fits and shit. You know, when my scene was a bed or whatever it was, like, bro, even when I would play sports. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> like, I knew I had to stop playing sports even semi-competitively when I was playing some flag football with some coworkers of mine one time. And mind you, I'm already a lot physically larger than everybody else out there. And then once you get to running around, I'm like, shit, I'm faster than everybody. So I'm bigger, stronger, faster, literally bigger, stronger, faster than everybody out there. I got mad at my coworker for not throwing me the ball more. And went to breaking down why I should get the ball more. And we just out here having fun as coworkers. And when I got home and I realized how sore I was, I went to work that Monday. I was like, hey, bro, I ain't playing with y'all no more. He was like, why not, man? You good? I was like, nah, I, I just know myself. And I know I can't do what I really used to do. And that just let me know, like, right there, like, I'm – I'm just going to stop because I'm not going to go out there and play if I can't play how I used to play, how I'm used to playing. Mm -hmm. I said, I should have been way more dominant than I was. And I was like, the fact that I was getting mad at you for not throwing me the ball more, nah, I need to quit. Because anytime I know I can't physically perform like I used to and I'm still pissed off at you for not throwing me the ball more, no, I need to quit. Because this ain't even that serious. My little cousin Dakarion is always my catalyst of like I don't give a fuck because I can remember him playing rec league football, and their team was so ass. 
I'm talking about like every week getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. But he never cared. He was ready for the juice and the snacks and stuff that the moms was bringing. While all, everybody else on the side crying. You got the kids crying and upset. Yep. They lost and they yep. keep losing. Coach is mad. He be standing there like, so who got the juice? <laughs> who got the juice and cookies? Who got the chips? Which mom brought it? Which way do I need to go? He didn't care. Right. Like, team was ass and he would every year he'd be ready he'd be ready to go play i'd be like i right, it's almost time for practice he'd be good he ready but he could care less he could care man less. he and, just enjoyed being out there and that that's the thing like there are some people who actually just enjoy playing the game and you can tell those people who just enjoy playing the game and then you can tell those people who are like I don't know. I I wanna. I, I I'm out here for the check or the scholarship or whatever or it the is. Scouts to get mm-hmm. to the next. You can tell those players in high school that, especially by the time they get to junior senior year. Yep. Oh. They, they want to know what scouts are in the in the stands. College is the same. I want to know what NFL scouts. Who's Bruh, here? I, who's I watching? You, ESPN highlights. That high school basketball shit was damn uh, near my rant this week. Ooh, that's and a whole, that might be a tell whole you why show. off air, but that, that is a, a rant show. that is definitely coming soon. That is a whole show how that is turned into big business. So look, so big business is like it's like this, and we're gonna wrap it up here because we almost had three hours for y'all. I mean, it's episode 10, man. We had to do it big, and we had a 10, lot of crazy every shit 10. to talk about. Let me tell you, every 10 is probably going to be a longer episode. So 10, 20, 30, we just go, because we're going to start that. There's right? so much to talk about. Yeah, a lot now, did The funny thing is, this intern, he likes water before he goes to bed. So it's just hearing him pour his cup of water. The other one likes tea. So it's like, you got to hear her brew her tea, and then the sugar, and then the stirring. And he just likes to have his cup of water before bed. And I drink soda before bed, because <laughs> fucking wrong with me. And it don't keep me up. That's the crazy thing. It don't hype me up. It's like the sugar doesn't do it. I just, Bruh, listen. I sometimes like to juice, have, but like soda for the most part. I like to have like tonight. I was just drinking my bourbon and water, no ice, because I don't want it to be cold. Like I'd rather just drink at room temperature. But I'll put like a little bourbon and water, and I had a couple of them while we doing the show. But like that's just like okay. Sometimes I come home from work. I just want to relax, unwind. Let me have my bourbon and water or whatever. Um, but like that's just my little drink of choice. And I'm a collector, whatever. But like everybody has their little thing, their little routine, or you know, just their little shit, whatever they'd like to do before bed or when they wake up, whatever. Like that's just mine. I like to have a little snack, have a little drink, and that's it. But um no, nah, but that 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 whole like teammate coach dynamic and the whole um all of that I, I promise you that rant is coming and it's probably gonna be next week after how today and this past week went. I just didn't want to do it this week because I felt like I we needed to address this fandom issue that people have 
but trust me, that rant next week is going to be like weeks, that uh, rant a couple weeks ago when people tried to call me out about what I know about football. These next couple weeks are going to be interesting, though, because uh, there's some – the from this point going to week 18, uh, the NFL is going to get interesting. Uh, we got the Christmas games coming up for the NBA. And That's the NFL. turning point of the NBA season. Um, we got a lot of boxing uh, in December. We got that big uh, heavyweight card coming up. I believe it's the twenty third or so. Haney fights this weekend. I wait. I think. Or was it? I know it won't this past. I think. Weekend. I think him and Regis are. Hold this on. Weekend. Let me see if I can find him. Devin Haney. Next fight. Uh, yeah, this weekend, December 9th. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, it is on yeah, December 9th. So, yeah, the next this month, a lot of boxing this month. So, um, at some point, we're gonna probably have like a special boxing episode separate from our normal. Um, we probably we, it may be one of those, it's either gonna be. I don't think we we'll haven't go decided we're gonna do it before one. or after or what or what we're gonna do, but we'll let y'all know. What we I think do. I want to do it. I know it well. Clearly, it's not this week because the Devin Haney fight is this weekend. Mm-hmm. So we might can possibly. I'm gonna check my homeboy's schedule and see what he can do next week. Um, probably it'll be a separate show from our normal uh, weekly show. That one. Yeah, we may just live. record it. Right. And- Throw it out and there for y'all drop or something like that. Drop it. Yeah, so we may do, and it, it ain't gonna be, be like playing. a normal weekly. It's like we only do it once a week. It's gonna be at least two hours or so. But that one is strictly boxing, so that's gonna be exactly a that one gonna be a little bit shorter. But yeah, we have been talking about that one. But me and Kenny talk daily about boxing. Like I be adding every time I see someone on the timeline, I'm adding him. Like oh, yep. hey, 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 like hey. I saw it so, earlier yeah. when you had saw that. uh the, the tank, tank Davis, Davis. Uh, knockout in the sparring video, bro. He so let me tell you something. Kenny is like he he's a Haney fan, mm-hmm. but he doesn't protect Haney. You know what I mean? Mm. But I will say I think Haney's running from everybody. He don't. I think Haney got skates on and he don't. He think he's being strategic. I don't. Here here's the thing, and we'll say I'm gonna I'm save I'm gonna save some of that for the bot, but. There's a thing, and I think you and I have talked about this before, called uh, Mayweather syndrome that some of these fighters have. We're going to get into it in that boxing episode because it it. it needs to be talked about because it's very real. And it's not, I don't think it's as bad and as detrimental to the sport as other things are. But that's a whole nother episode for that special boxing show for us to really get into the nitty gritty of this shit with boxing. But man, episode 10 is crazy because we, we were on episode one and we were like, all right, we're going to record next week. I'm like, yeah, we, well, we got to now we already started. So we got to keep this going every week. Like, right. We're going to do Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, uh, we're going to do this day. This week. All right, cool. The same time. Yep. Same time. All right, cool. Like, we hitting our stride. We just trying to get our groove, get our feet under us. We appreciate y'all hanging with us. We appreciate the love and the support, the tweets, the retweets, the shares, the likes, the comments, all that shit. Like we love that shit. 
appreciate y'all. Like, keep us on our toes, challenge us. But I will give you a warning. It's like they said in the wire, when you come at the king, you best not miss. So if you come at us, you better be prepared to get all the smoke because if you come wrong, you're going to get shot down. I'm just letting you know now. That's how we roll over here at Sucio Sports. But for everybody at the CDB Multimedia Network, for the Aim High podcast, the uh, the Four Corners of Commentary, the Sucio Boys, the A Hunt uh, Soccer Showdown or Sit Down, um, for a different angle, um, for everybody, uh, just. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. This is Keys and Jermaine's Sucio Sports, episode 10. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. 10, 10. Episode 10. We out.